The Ron and Fez Show starts right now.
down to a bopper. Let's get down to a boppers. It is the Ron and Fez show on a Friday. Started to show off with a little Gary Clark Jr. because today is Best Music 2012. And across the boards, he's, uh, as we're all putting in on our iBang favorites, Gary Clark Jr. is on. It sounds like, I don't know what, 1966, 1967. It's awesome. The guy's young as fuck, and he just rips it up old school style. He's the shit. I love Gary Clark Jr. Is he, if you were gay, would you be gay with him? Yeah, if I were gay, sure. Suck him, fuck him. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. And then maybe he could suck me and fuck me. Whatever, I don't know. You know what? That's a really good point. <laughs> Finally, you're being open. I just said suck his dick, and that's not open enough for you? Wow, why would you get mad at him? I think I thought he was trying to compliment you. Oh, sorry. I, sometimes I feel like I'm being attacked, but I'm not. No, in that case, you were attacked. Oh. Because he used the word finally. <laughs> like, up to this point, you've been an asshole. <laughs> All right, that is the uh, one of the tunes that we'll be playing now. Earl is going to come in, give some of his favorites of the year. Rob Cross, in between meetings, is going to stop by, and then we're also going to be talking to Ken Shane, who... I don't want to hurt those guys' feelings, but who puts more thought in the music than both those guys combined and their families? Jesus. No, Hicks. If you notice today, I'm I'm fucking down two eyeballs. Yeah, Something horrible has happened to my eyes. My eyes were a little watering yesterday, but yeah, I'm gonna start to hear about your problems when my eyes are on fire today. I've never had eye pro- problems before in my life. I tried to put some drops in it today. Visine? I guess you're visine. That's, that's I got some drops. It's, a, it's all the same shit. All right. No, the thing is, I don't know whether it's because maybe some kind of a head cold. I don't know if it's looking at computers too much. I don't know whether it's from smoke. You smoke all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Something's horribly wrong with me. I feel it's the computer screen. It was all day long. Everyone just fucking staring. Yeah, at like uh, look at me. I'm a fucking asshole staring at a computer. <laughs> I can't fucking stand it anymore. Like six inches away from this fucking phone, watching pornography. It's great, but then you know afterwards, my fucking after you jizz, then your eyes hurt. Ah, oh, it hurts. Damn it. It's great. It's the future, man. Don't even need a fucking desktop computer for pornography. So big watts might be on the. Uh, on the stick today. And after yesterday, Big Five, you were all over the place, right? I, oh, I was all over the place, that's for sure. I don't know if it was in a good way or not, but I was all over the place. Why does he always have to be rough on himself? Come on, man. Be Why do they call you Big Five? Now, uh, right away you could uh, read off about the contest. You can do one of your little live reads that you love to do. Uh, We'll be announcing the winner of the Christmas photo album contest today. That voting just ended a few minutes ago. So we'll be announcing that winner. Uh, The winner of that contest gets Boogie Nights on DVD, signed by Mark Wahlberg, Don Cheadle, and P.T. Anderson, the director. Fantastic prize. Fantastic prize, fantastic uh, five. Fantastic pictures, really. Fantastic everything. You got the stick, Fuzzy. I can't see a goddamn thing. Oh, um, story on the IB wire. About- Hold on, is who's saying that right now? I can't tell. That's me, Fuzzy. All it's right. me. Then touch my hand before you start to talk. <laughs> Just touch my hand so I know which one of you it is. Why is it funny that my eyes are fucking on fire? I never thought saw this one coming. This I, is weird. I don't feel good about it. 
I don't I think that is Ryan. funny. It's really fucking freaking me out. That's right. I'm keeping these. Uh, I'm like Ray Charles today. <laughs> and by that, I mean I'm a great fucking piano player. And uh, Jamie Foxx is going to play me in the movie. And that's from my other character, Django. Uh, by the way, you know who's seeing a lot of Django? Who's that? Black folk. <sighs> Making up a very big. I like that. Big uh, amount of the people showing up for the movie. So for, you know, Spike and whoever was mad, sorry, black people are loving that movie. Now, Fez, I was talking to some people who went in, uh, they saw just about, the almost the entire audience was black, and they said, in their opinion, there was a lot of inappropriate laughing. What's the one thing that they were upset about to a man in Django? Upset about as a man in Django. Um, to a man. Oh, to a man. Um, I don't. The Mandingo fights. Mm-mm. They laughed and loved. Uh, I would guess. Spoiler alert! After he's captured and Sam Jackson goes to cut the the ball off, the dick off. Just seeing the balls. Yeah. <laughs> the bulge made them all go oh, and this is fucking gross, and that's uncalled for. Yeah. But later, when a guy was shot in the dick, everybody clapped and laughed. Oh, that was, that's fun. But just seeing that bulge there. I just want you to know, Fuzzy, the I, thing that irritates you the most uh-huh. is going to be around for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, it's not going away. I, in those scenes, I was hoping for more close-ups. Oh. It's Fox, who works here. And he's being tortured in the scene, you know, like... I know. Like, it's not like a good thing, you know? It's not like it's, like, sexy, yeah. It's fucking the guy's about to get... It's freak... Uh, uh, homosexual s and Okay. But like just shades of gray. like when people ask you about your sexuality, it's just say what you really want to do is disgusting things to men because that's the way that they're going to hear it. Yeah, but I want to do consensual things to men as well. But I'm trying to explain this to you in a way that even you could understand. What they are going to hear, everything that you desire repulses people. Know it. Embrace it. It's almost like you said, consensually, he's decided to throw up in my mouth. Because oh. that's basically what people get from it. Yeah. You got the stick today, Fuzzy. I'm fucking blind as a bat. Burning eye bat. If anybody knows how I can fix my eyes, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I just want to go on the record here. Just cherish your eyesight because right. people like Hicks... And listeners take it for granted. Oh, 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 I do. People like me, uh, Stevie Wonder, Jose Feliciano, a couple other fucking blind dudes understand what it's like to have your eyes in a constant fucking state of burning. God damn it. My, my eyes are fine right now, but I'm, yeah. You know, uh, my other senses, though, have just rocketed up like Daredevil. Fuck yeah. You, you know what uh, sense is really working? What's that? Humor. My sense of humor. Six cents. Is this on? I can't see too well. <laughs> it's the give and take that works for us here. You've got the stick, Fez. Just consider me a blind passenger in the back. Well, uh, Which one of you guys is talking now? Th- that's me, Fezzy. Why don't you start that way? It's me, Fezzy, talking now. Uh, on Facebook, I don't know which is worse, Facebook or guns in this country. What? Uh, that, this makes sense. Woman uh, shoots her brother in the head while posing for a New Year's Eve Facebook picture uh, with a gun and her brother. 
So holding the gun up to his head, they're posing. This is all kinds of New Year's Eve fun. She ends up accidentally shooting and killing her brother. Now, why do you blame this on Facebook? You don't think people pose for pictures before that? No, they pose for pictures a bit. This is like, oh, let me get my gun out there. Right, but they Hell did yeah. that before Facebook. People always said, take a picture of me with my guns. <laughs> In the old west. Oh, Ron, I wish your eyes were working because this picture's pretty badass. Yeah. Guy's got the gun to his fucking head. He's got a Punisher hat on. See, that's the sad thing about it is that's such a fucking great picture and it ends sadly. And yeah, just seconds later, he's dead. Well, you're always saying that fucking Brandon Lee is your favorite actor. That's how he died. Curse of the Lee family. I saw that fucking documentary. Yeah, Robert E. Lee first loses a war. Um, that was fucking bad. Different Lee family. Lee Ilya gets fired by the Cubs, Phillies, and anyone else who plays the game of baseball. Different Lee. Bruce Lee and his son, Brandon. Bruce Lee. Why is that name familiar? Oh, the martial artist. So when, when you know, Fez, then you'll be able to go for it. The, the fact that you don't know is um, what's holding you back. Now, I can't see... Right now, I'm going to try, uh, I'm just going to hit this and see if anybody answers. Hello, seeing public. Hello, seeing public. Oh. If you can hear my voice. Oh, my God. Speak to me. <laughs> I had no idea Robert E. Lee was, does he know come to? Uh, I don't uh, know. Uh, hey, uh, Ronnie, uh, they say whenever you get stung by a jellyfish, if you piss on it, it makes the sting go away. Maybe one of your boys there can piss on your eyes. Uh, I don't know if that would help. I don't. I mean, if I mean, I just pissed, but I'll drink some water if we really want to try this thing out. Hicks, you've already pissed, but on my career. Oh, come on. Say, <laughs> <laughs> sense of humor, still working well. That uh, is why you won't see me uh, limping in. Going for it. Boom. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, fellas? I can't uh, just, tell. <laughs> I was just wondering if uh, you thought your eyes might feel a little better if they were uh, gouged out in a Mandingo fight. You know what? I wouldn't mind having my eyes gouged out right now and then just fucking filled in with ice cream. Delicious oh. ice cream. I'll probably hit your brain, too. And the type? Guess yeah. what I'd use? Hazelnut. Butter pecan. Oh. Butter pecan because it would be buttery, soothing, and then pecan's delicious. Pecan's floating around inside your fucking eye holes. Oh god, it burns so much. <sighs> Can I get you some ice cubes? Just uh, an album by him would be great. All right, NWA baby. Let's go post NWA. Oh, the solo queer. Yeah, okay. it was a good day. I like everyone when they go solo. It's always interesting. Yeah, it shows the, what it's like to be not surrounded by talent. I skewed you very well once he left that band. Um, Andrew. Andrew, you're on the Run of Fest show. Good morning, Ronnie B. Million bucks. Hey, million, about Like a buck 380 with these ago, eyes. I was a welder, and I had a crack in my mask. Okay, good. And this is... My I, the retinas got a little burnt, so I came home, told my mom what happened, and shit you not. She took cucumber slices that were cold, I put them on my eyes, and I laid there for about four hours, took them off, 
and my eyes were fine. Needless to say, I stopped welding after that, but, hey, it worked. So I don't know if those vegetable shit stuff works or not, but it might be an idea. All right, I'm going to have a cucumber. You know what? I'm just going to go straight salad. Some carrots. <laughs> You gotta be very careful when you're welding. I Not to stare at that fucking blue flame because it'll stay there. I, I would, I would stare at it. I would be a terrible welder. I'd be like this thing. You'd be awesome. terrible at anything. I, oh, come on. You know, I would say this. Labor. He was a welder. <laughs> would be as bad as welding as you are at radio. Oh come on! I'm getting killed here today. I don't know which one of you just said that. It's Pe- Pepper. Pepper did this entire time. I thought I was talking to Pez. <laughs> Because you both talk like this. Hello, everybody. I talk like this. Not like this. Let me hear. Which Fez, did you just jump it's in there? It's me, Fez. No, that was Chris. It's Fez. This is Fez. Fez, you've got your new bit today, right? No, I don't have one. I was trying to think of one last night, and I didn't come up with anything. That's weird. I didn't get the email that when you did the I'll have one tomorrow, didn't show up. Too big on the five? Fast and Furious five? No, just uh, lack of ideas. Do you get a chance to talk to your sister, though? No. Here's the next caller. Who are you and where are you going from? Hey, Ron, it's Jane Tampa. I swore that was Pepper. Somehow I've gotten on a phone. (laughs) This is Pepper. (laughs) Ronnie, I don't don't know if it's true or not, but I had heard that uh, lemon juice and salt water helps to relieve pain in the eye. All right, I'll try anything right now. That doesn't sound good. I don't think this guy's (laughs) fucking with you. You're fucking taking advantage, buddy. Ah, come on, Pepper. Take it easy now. I'll get you hooked. No, I'm not going to let fucking anyone pour lemon juice in the goddamn Ron's eyes. Can I just say something? I tried the salt water and it's burning like hell. Fuck! (laughs) It's the salt part of that. (laughs) Motherfucker. Are we doing the fezzatorial? Could could you check my um, emails and find out when Fez let me know that he lied to me yesterday? Okay, let me just log in. Because he said his lying days were behind him. And then yesterday he said tomorrow. I remember that. I was looking forward to it. Sure, we all were. I think next week. Did I take that uh, Advil or whatever? Should be there. I have no idea if I did or not. Oh, my God. I think you did. I don't think so. Shit's getting weird. Mm. Uh, Bill Montana, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I heard uh, breast milk's good for him. Breast milk? What? Breast milk, yeah. Get a hold of Kim Kardashian and see if she's lactating yet. Or acetating, maybe. Probably fucking milk some of that, eh? Yes, I understand she has an ass, but also she's a mother to be. Fez has the stick today. Uh, the pro frackers are pissed at Matt Damon about uh, the fracking movie that's coming out. I would have thought they would have been happy that an anti-fracking movie came out. Uh, they're pro frackers. I know. That was my joke. Why wouldn't they be upset? Well, that's, you know, it's, I, it's amazing to me when you see things like people's water faucets light on fire that you could still, you know, be out there saying there's nothing wrong with this. That this is all lies. We've seen that happen. You can't call Matt Damon a liar if we actually see water catch on fire from fracking. And if they really wanted to help their cause, they would come up with a uh, much better name than fracking. I kind of like fracking. 
It's the same as like killing your superior officer in a war. That's it's fragging. fragging. Oh, I thought that was the same word. <laughs> no. But it's different good letters. <laughs> sounds a lot like it. Well, it sounds like fagging, too, but then you'd start fucking saying that we were being mean. I fucking fagged my CEO <laughs> fucking in the fucking head last night. I ain't going out in this shit anymore. Fagged him good. I dug for some oil. Because, well, it was a stick today. Um. Uh, let's see here. I can't even see it all, my friend. I don't say that word. <laughs> Let's hear it for the AC Milan team. Yay! <laughs> that video is on. Is that the- you, Johnny? Ronnie, can you hear me? Johnny. Ronnie, Johnny. can you hear me? Are you wearing smoke pants by any chance today? Johnny. You can hear me. You can't see me. Your hearing's okay. Johnny, feed me. <laughs> Bring food. Feed me. I'm sorry, Fez, you had the thing. What were you saying? I was talking about... Fagging? No, no. Fagging. We're just talking about fagging. Fagging. Talking about I don't fagging. like that other word. You're fagging the one is okay, said. Rough Fezzy. Fagging is accepted in 2013. Remember when they fucking... They, when they fagged Behringer... <laughs> That was the <laughs> shit. That guy was an asshole. That's fragging. That's what he said. Wasn't that a TV show? Faggle Rock? Was it? I don't know. I, I don't watch TV. I just listen. Oh, well, with my <laughs> eyes. Oh, man. If your eyes worked, you would have seen a great Jim Henson production of these creatures living under I'm the- sorry. I thought he was dead. Well, this is reruns, it would be. Now, was he the one uh, caught being uh, gay with kids or. He wasn't caught, but I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Elmo. Um, I was saying, um, you are. Let's hear you for the were saying them. for the AC Milan team. Yeah, love those guys. They hate racism. They definitely hate racism and walked off the field during a match when racist things were being shattered towards the field. So, let's see. So, that's a good thing? That that they protested and uh, weren't putting up with it and weren't performing for racist fans. So, when Johnny is a uh, a Giants fan and the Cowboys are beating them, he drops the N-bomb twice, the Cowboys leave, and (laughs) that's a good thing. Yay! (laughs) We did it! They weren't even playing against a real fucking team. It was like uh, some fourth fucking tier league. Oh, fuck that. I'm some sure tournament some... no one gave a shit about. <laughs> I'm sure someone had money on that game, some weird fucking European asshole. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Someone's always betting. Finish the game, motherfuckers. Come on. And that's all the better because now they they won't get to play big first tier teams. If they're going to be such animals it wasn't about even, it. It wasn't even their fans. Some fucking racist people showed up, went into the thing. To start, it was like the Westboro Baptist of racist over there. They yell shit out, so they close it down for everybody. I don't get it. You have a fucking problem with fucking fans behaving. Let the cops throw them out. You don't fucking shut the game down, you pussies. They just shouldn't even let fans in. 
She's playing completely fucking silent. You're dog. blaming everybody else on some fucking strange group that showed up. If the stadium's not going to do something about it, then I think the team did the right thing. <laughs> Whatever. I don't give a fuck. It's Italy. <laughs> My eyes burn. <laughs> I got no eyes. How's that? Use some gelato. I wish I did. Delicious. <laughs> What's that fucking gelato place that's so good? I don't know. Gelati's? Not gelati's. The one that's all over fucking town. Oh, Grom. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, you get the only problem with them when I go like this. Can I get a man-sized spoon? I don't want to fucking sit here and eat off a Coke spoon. All right? I took, I took it. I said, look, you little fucking guinea bastard. This is what I do Coke off of. I don't eat ice cream off of it. And then, they, and then because I yelled out something racist like that, they all left. They left. Everyone walked off of the Yeah, they left me in the register. <laughs> Whenever you're not happy with what people say to you, just leave. This is don't shut do down for everyone. Bezzy would walk out of the studio constantly. Whoa. He's got the stick today. I hear He's it. fucking swinging I it. I wonder if you have like a winter allergy to Christmas trees. Because the streets are now lined with the dead Christmas trees. And so the smell they, is out there. Haven't they always been dead? They've been <laughs> Yeah, but now they're all dried out and the needles are flying. I wonder if you have some sort of pine eye allergy. I don't know, House. Uh, why don't you write that up on the glass fucking thing there? We'll check into it later. It's just a theory so far. It's a good one. Do you have any needles in your eyes, Ronnie? Did you check? I wish I did. I like to fucking dig my eyes right now. Be less painful. The pain will subside. Johnny, how you doing in 2013? Not bad. You know. How you like Watley with the stick? He's killing today. Great. I, it, it reminds me of like 2003. I'm like in a, a way back machine. I know. It's amazing. Fezzy, what else you got? Well, I think today's the last year that you can say Happy New Year to someone. The last day. <laughs> the I last mean, year. What? I'm an oh asshole today. The fuck my oh, my God. Out. Sorry. No! It should have been if the Mayans had been right. Um, this comes up every year. What's the last day that you can say? Uh, Happy holiday yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And the, the, the rule of thumb always is if you haven't seen that person, you know, whenever. Because a lot of people aren't back yet. You know, a lot of people took this week off, so when they come back, you can still say, hey, Happy New Year. I don't fucking say it. But, uh, to me, it ends exactly at 12.01 on New Year's Eve. I yell out, Happy New Year a couple times. And like, oh, my God, we're all shooting the shotgun. We're shooting in the New Year for good luck. And then I'm done with it. I'll say through January. I'll just, I don't mind. I don't give a shit. Month? Yeah. Yeah, the whole month. You go the whole it. month? January feels like it's not even a real month anyway. It's just everyone's just still fucking getting through it. I'm going to say to Fez, happy new stick, since he's got the stick like it's 03. <laughs> well, I think the people that come back to work on Monday here that we haven't seen yet, I think they've forfeited their happy new year. I agree. I'll send out a memo. They might get, uh, did you have a nice break? Did you enjoy your vacation? But I think they've, they've missed the uh, happy new year window. Love it. Important stuff. You won't give him, like, a how was your holiday, Fez? It's just like, hey, how was your vacation? Yeah, that's it. Because hmm. now, now we move re really back into business. But you really Until Martin Luther King Day. I always say uh, happy Jew beer, and I hand out an, an Israeli ale. 
Mm. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like them. There is a Jewish brewery, Genesis. Or it's called Hebrew. It's called Hebrew. I never knew that. Hebrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that different from Genesee? Yeah. It's a fine cream, cream ale. Oh, delicious. Cream. It's cheap. It's great. Is there something you don't know about beer? Anything at all, Pepper? You know everything. I couldn't brew it. to pay for it. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking wimpy of beers. <laughs> Why do, why do people make their own beer? I don't get that. Uh, for fun, you know. I guess. I don't know. You always say, why do people make their own food? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that anymore either. I need beer. I don't need food. Here's uh, Ronald, Michigan. You're on Running Fest. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. So, I, this is for Fez. Sure. Is he against foreign oil? Would he prefer that we all tap into our own natural resources? I would like, you know, more green energy sources. Okay, but I mean, as of now, that's not that's not going to sustain America, purely green energy sources. As people like you, I mean, I like you, Fez, but as people like you, they're against foreign oil. Case. They don't want to tap into our own natural resources. Well, what the f- I don't know what the fuck you want. Do you want us back in the goddamn Stone Age, chiseling out fucking rocks in a goddamn cave? No, gas is fine if you do it safely. Because it'll burn clean, but if you start going down there with pressure cleaners, cracking the rock open, it's going to get in the water system. You don't. I, I'm against. In... I was against the uh, BP oil spill too. Well, everyone was, was but you don't think people I was for in... it. Why? Why? I hate fish and birds. Terrible. Dying, oil. Fez has got to stick today, and I'm backing him up. He's given this half a thought, and I'm on him. I'm on his side. Fez saw something in a movie trailer. <laughs> And now is saying 100% of the time that fracking is done, fossils explode. Uh, I don't agree. I don't know. 100% of the time. You can't fight that fucking number. 100%. From what I've seen. Uh, And you've been out there. Lord knows. Uh, David, Dallas, Sherman, Fez. Hey, Ron Fez. How y'all doing today? Um. I, I'm on, kind of on the same uh, system as this guy that just called in, man. Um, that uh, faucet catching on fire was total BS. Okay. Um, now I'm on your side then. I had no idea that. No, Fuck. stay on mine. Uh, the, I want to frack everything. <laughs> Look, Fez tiptoed into this bit. He said he wasn't sure. He didn't know. And because of that, I back him up 100%. Well, I completely who, who understand you in backing the, him up. What's I mean, all the pictures about in there? Friends, but He's a big star? If, if, if you do any research, my head out there, and yeah. right on fine. Let him know I want to get my picture taken with him for my collection. Right, right now yeah. I got one, me and Aerosmith. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. What were you talking about, fracking? Yeah. All right, yeah, we're on well, your side now. Pass. The commissioner in Texas. Uh, dude, dude, you struck oil, all right? It's a guy who's in a fucking agreement with you. I'm on your side now. I'm going to frack the shit out of every place. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Sounds uh, good. Thanks. All right. Didn't Fezzy frack on your couch while he was watching football and sleeping? That on? was fart. Oh, well, it's still gas, right? Yeah, we found that wasn't just gas. There was also cum. <laughs> hey, oh, my uh, God. Well, that's a gay thing, and I accept him. Who was who the pe- person? I got a first name I'm fucking cross-referencing with the list of people <laughs> that we're supposed to be in today. Oh, Miss Universe. Really? Olivia Culpo. 
By the way, uh, I don't think you could be more than Miss World. I mean, you can't be fucking uh, oh, Miss Universe because someone from fucking Mars could show up. This is bullshit. Look at these tips on me. <laughs> that was my Martian impression. Well, we didn't know you were even existed, so we have to fucking do a recount. All right, good. So there you have it. So she's, you know, here's, yeah, she's also Miss Rhode Island, became Miss Universe. <laughs> she's a looker, she is. Wow, she went from the tiniest thing to be the Miss of to the largest. Well, don't aren't they all like Miss County or Miss Town before that? Don't you even have to like win your neighborhood before you even go on to the next? Yeah, thing? it's like any like a sport or whatever. You yeah, go through the fucking. So they, they get even tinier than Miss Rhode Island. Uh, Ross, California. Hey boys, uh, Ronnie, just gotta say, I hope your eyesight never comes back. You're on fire this morning. Well, so that's from fracking. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, article in the day, I think it was the Daily News about uh, Daily Jews. having a uh, uh, woman wearing a Sanchez jersey T-bowing at the tattoo. It was actually his wife, and all the papers were on it. In the old days, we would have done uh, better headlines, but we're locking up. Um, I think it's bullshit. I don't know whether you've seen this yet, but I think he just had a drone on his arm and is fucking with people. There's no way that he put a picture of his wife with the fucking Sanchez jersey on while she's T-bowing and act like this is fucking cool. At least it's finally a worse way, tattoo than the one I on Dave's it. back. That is the worst and tattoo front. I've ever seen. <laughs> I think, I it's, think it's bullshit. I don't think it's a real tattoo. <laughs> that would be it. awesome if it wasn't and he just took everybody. I know that he's doing I, I I'd put fucking uh, cash down today on that. He did to us with T-bow. Then there was the guy who got the Fire Andy tattoo on his ass in Philadelphia. Well, it worked. I think it was completely unnecessary if he had just waited another couple of hours. They were already announcing that on the NFL Network uh, Sunday evening. Yeah, but you like to remember it. He's going to remember those 14 years. 14 years. She got it for 14 years. I didn't say she a gold digger, but I never seen her with no broke, broke. Kanye ain't broke, baby. You know what, Fuzzy? I'm fucking rambling. You got this stick today. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, with that uh, tattoo, he may think it could work for anything. And uh, you could, you know, next thing you know, he'll be just putting uh, anyone he wants fired on there. Could be like an impeach Obama or something. Um, David McDonald, if you do a search on Twitter, is already... Loving the sweet tattoo, which he calls it a sweet tattoo. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Fezzi, stick. Uh, yep, coming up in just a little bit, we will be announcing the winner of the Christmas photo album contest. You had your chance to vote. Voting ended a little bit ago, and so uh, we'll be announcing that winner of the signed Boogie Nights DVD, signed by Mark Wahlberg, Don Cheadle, and P.T. Anderson. That'll be coming up in a little bit. Um, that was all I had. You got the stick today, dude. I can't say. I'm I'm trying to think. Um, George Lucas got engaged. Somebody uh, wrote up. On the iBang. This is back when I could still read. Oh, 
God. <laughs> fucked up. Oh, great. Another theme wedding. And I honestly did an LOL. You lulled? From that. Yeah, I lulled. Not only that, I think I rolled on the floor laughing. <laughs> See which person said that. I'm sure there's got to be an editor's uh, prize there. I would if I was editor. Twizzles McNasty. Oh, nice one, Twiz. Twiz That's a very fucking funny joke. George seems to be past the age where you get engaged. Isn't that dead? Well, it, it seems like at that age you just go ahead and get married. You don't do the engagement thing. Seems more or less like that's a, a really young person's uh, gimmick. Looks do whatever want. And if they've been dating all this time, that would feel like the engagement. Fezzi, if you found a nice man, so you're saying you would just get married immediately, you wouldn't want to date You'd never have a fiancé? No, I would get and I would be engaged, you know, as far as the <laughs> as the time it took to plan the wedding. But usually, so? these people just uh, they announce the marriage, not the engagement. But you know, people especially always especially in show business. People always announce the engagement. How else are you gonna get engagement gifts? What I love about Fez is he always wants this acceptance, and then he wants so many rules in society. Who gives a shit whether these people get engaged, <laughs> stay engaged, got fucking married yesterday? I don't know when they're getting married. No, I, I don't either. Ugh. George Lucas, all I would say to him is, you gave away four billion what, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving away $4 billion. I Maybe this was the thing. He wanted to make sure that she loved him for him. Oh, that's smart. I would have to say, yeah, but I love you even more with that four bill. That's what is nice. You know what I would do if I had $4 billion? What's that? Keep making really bad Star Wars movies. <laughs> Just turn them out. Just fucking more. That's all everyone wants. Big cat with the stick today. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Gates says he's making money faster than he can give it away. He said that? No, no, he didn't say it. He <laughs> oh, is. Shit. I was going to say, that's the ballsiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That'd be some crazy <laughs> shit. And I'm saying that as a blind man. <laughs> Listen, people, I just fucking have so much money. You don't even realize. I can buy everyone everything they want. It just keeps coming in. He probably could at least something on their Christmas list. Well, instead of giving out Christmas lists, he's trying to save Africans. And How malaria. many lives do you think he's saved so far, they said? Um, a million? More. Eight million people owe their lives to Big Bill Gates. Good man. He came off as such a dick in that TV movie part. I agree. He was the dick of the 80s. Everybody acted like he was the biggest jerk-off. But in hindsight, he, probably, he might be the only person remembered from this entire age. And that includes Obama. <sighs> in the future, they'll probably only remember Bill Gates and me. They're wow. going to be going, one guy started uh, Microsoft. No. And the other person, they had Ronnie B quotes, and he didn't even fucking, you know, ask for it. 
They just went around and grabbed it. I don't see any Bill Gates quotes. No. He's worth $63 billion. That's a lot of money. What's, what, what did you just $63 million, What? $63 billion. That's what he's worth? $63 billion. <laughs> and he's not the richest guy in the world, which is he even worse. He's already given away $28 billion. He gave away $28 billion, but while he did that, he found out he was $7 fucking billion richer than when he started giving away money. This is like a Twilight Zone. <laughs> or at least Brewster's Millions. <laughs> that's, that's what they said it was. It's like Brewster's Million. The poor guy can't give it away. That's what he said. I'm making money faster than I can fucking piss on it. Damn, Bill Gates never knew you to be so fucking brash. I think if I had that kind of money, I would just look at poor people and yell, what the fuck is wrong with you? I look did at- it. <laughs> the fuck? Start a fucking software company, you fucking idiots. Come on. Why can't you at least start one fucking software company? Just create Windows. By the way, is there a stupider, shittier name than Microsoft? That's a fucking embarrassing, shitty name. That's what I would call his dick when I saw him. (laughs) If I was a hooker, I'd fucking (laughs) look up from him from my knees and go, I can't even fucking do anything with this. It's Microsoft. And then I would laugh and high-five my pimp. (laughs) The pimp would be in there? Oh, shit. I don't fucking, I don't suck dick without a pimp fucking watching over me. Bill Gates is a cuck. Is this up coming across as anti-gay, Fez? Take it back. You got the stick. What do you got, Big Cat? What's the five got for me? Um. Uh, the um. The the U.S. Navy has uh, put out an anti-bath salts, a bath salts PSA for their members. Uh, uh, what are you supposed to bathe in then? Well, this is not to smoke them or use them as a drug. As a oh, okay, so you can still bathe in them. Yeah, bathing is fine. There's a lot of navy tubs. Whose just, time is it for bath? It's uh because uh, there's no drug test for bath salts. All these guys in the armed services are just fucking bath salting it up, salting up because that's the fucking way to get high. Not maybe if you want to stop them from smoking bath salts, you stop checking to see if they're smoking pot. Nope, that's worse. So now they're all fucking just burning up that bath salt rock, and weird shit's happening. Here's Jeff. Jeff, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, going back a little bit, Fez was talking about some water catching on fire. What's he talking about? I don't know. There was some 60 Minutes thing or something, right, Fez? Yeah, I think it was either 60 Minutes or an ABC News thing where the guy's turning on. 2020, then? Perhaps. Maybe prime time. Which Uh, one is that? It's also a documentary. I think that was also an ABC one. I never saw that one. Sounds good, though. What did they come on? Prime time? I would call that the Sam Roberts show. Prime time. Hey, Fezzy. Hey, Fezzy. Fezzy. Yes. There's a PBS documentary about that town <clears throat> where the water catches on fire. That's been happening since 1900. We Long didn't start frack. the fire. So, it was always happening for fracking anyway. They didn't start the fire. And fracking is still going on in that town. Fez, you did say fagging. Well, I certainly did not mean to. Remember when you got confused about fragging, though? Yes, totally. 
That was a really stupid You know what mistake. I just thought with my eyes burning? I think I washed my face in frack water. Oh, my God. That means you're just pouring gasoline on top of your head. Don't smoke. I couldn't stop if I wanted to. <laughs> if your head's covered in gasoline, just you know, dry off first. Uh, Maria, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I want to help Fezzy out and say uh, the biggest day for fracking is the day after Christmas. Um, do me a favor <laughs> and, and take a letter, Maria. Address it to my wife. All right, thanks. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ryan, uh, yeah. Well, yesterday I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, would you do a fezzatorial for me today? He says he didn't want to. He wants to do a new bit. I go, when are you going to have a new bit? And he said, today. Then I haven't heard back from him. And then he said he didn't do one. So, yeah, I can't believe him in 2013. But the big cat does fucking have the stick today. Sticking it to him. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I don't have anything else. I'm sorry about that. I can't see the clock. How much time do we have? Um, uh, three hours and fifteen minutes. What are we gonna have for the stick? Um, I'm I'm trying to think here. Sorry about that, everybody. No worries. Right now, we're all concerned about my eyes, my whore eyes. I must maybe when I was asleep, they were replaced with whore eyes. Yeah, <laughs> they have like an eye wash station there. It's my cute. eyes are whore eyes. Uh, Though I never sucked a single dick, my eyes are whore eyes. <laughs> Do me a favor. Get a hold of Weird Al okay. and ask him if he needs his own fucking Garfunkel. Weird Al and Garfunkel. Because I'd be willing to fucking start that. Weird Al and Garfunkel. All right. Oh, man. They are burnt. It's like a Mexican's dick. My eyes are burning. Oh. Today. Oh. Nasty. Like fajita eyes or something you got going on there. I don't know what happened to me. I guess God finally hated me. Finally found out where I was living and fucking cursed my eyes. Maybe it was the devil. They said the devil went down to Georgia because he was looking for a soul to steal. See, he was in a bind. He was way behind. He was looking to jack off on a meal. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what we're now. You can just say anything. As long as it's the real lyrics, everybody uh, likes you. Go ahead, Big Cat. You got the stick. Yeah, I'm... I still haven't come up with anything. You're going to have to land this fucking plane in three hours. Fuzzy, why don't we talk about some football? we got big games this weekend. Come on. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit later when Jerry Barker comes. Oh! Oh, Whoa! Just so you know. Suck. Wow. I don't think he's still allowed in the studio. He's coming back in. And yeah, that, so you guys have made peace. Damn, yo. Uh, 
Yeah. That's nice to hear. That means the world to me. Because it got weird that day and even the day after, you know. Well, it was, you know, we were all grossed out, but only Jerry had the balls to say so. And I feel partially responsible for that since I came up with the idea. I have nothing to apologize for. If Jerry Barca thinks he can get over his homophobia and come in here, that's fine. Um, we'll be good to see Jerry again. It will be good. Love that, Jerry. The old gang back together again. Finally. Notre Dame. Go Irish, right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not oh, too sure. Um, Ron, you won't even be able to watch the game. You're going to have to listen to it on the radio. Oh. You know what? But the thing is, with my mind's eye, I can create. You know? You see the Golden Domes? I can smell the game because of my other senses. Damn, serious. I can smell fucking Hicks's bourbon breath from over here. Hey, you need to wake me up, you know? Gotta fucking get my shit together here. You got any weed today? Because it's fucking glaucoma, I am. Oh, fuck. I think I can hear Fez fucking quickly trying to burst around the eye bank. Yeah, a joint might help the fucking eye. Hey, uh, Chris, you're running Fez. Hey, Fez, according to the iBang, you still have to cover your chance to see a Twilight start pissing, hypnotist gives group multiple orgasms, Intel's attempting to kill cable, kill cable TV, the world's shortest escalator, now your babies can help around the house, electronic DJ reality show is looking for a cat, and Frank Ocean popped. There you go. Uh, you know what, Chris? You've got the stick for the rest of the show today. <laughs> Hey, you know who's coming in today, Hard Rock, is the vibe manager. I heard that. I heard Earl's coming yeah. in today to see you. Earl's coming up here. He is, you call him the Frank Ocean of the Hard Rock. <laughs> I still call him uh, Black Girl. My little nieces and nephews were up this year, and I go like this. This is Black Girl. Do you know why we call him that? And they both were just staring. <laughs> Like, I am not being pulled into this <laughs> obvious, <laughs> this obvious fucking reason. Fucking say it. But this is what I fucking find to be adorable. This kid's like five, and it's still too smart to say, oh, because his skin is black. It would be great if he said that. I know exactly why he's black, girl. Got Look it. at him. I got this one. And I had to say no, because he has black shirt, black pants, black coat. Anthony named him. I think Anthony named them that. It was maybe Opie. You know what? I'm going to just give them both credit. Like, when we don't know who wrote the whole song, John or Paul. They both did. I saw this thing the other day where Pete Best said, he's happy he never was in the Beatles because his life turned out happier having a small, non-stressful life. What? Right. Just like the rest of us look at Paul McCartney and go... I've lived a much happier life than Paul has. Yeah, I mean, you know, the billions of dollars is more like just fucking... And being adored wherever you go. Yeah, universally loved. And Ringo has never looked stressed a day in his life. You didn't see him when he had to drum. Well, Ringo can't wait for Paul to die. Every time they had to do something, Ringo started crying and go, they're going to find out. (laughs) 
Do you ever hear his drum solo? That's all I got. And it's still my favorite album, I think. Well, Jenny, I wish we could have talked football with you. Yeah, I'll have to listen. You got shut down, man. You got fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I tried. I was trying to help Vezzy out. See what happens. You ended up with a fucking mouthful of nuts. Hey, are we all going to do something for Mikey Boy for winning the one-time league? I think we should all give him $200. Well, Jesus, fuck. I don't have 200 bucks. <laughs> I know for a fact you should. <laughs> You just go through it. You're the anti-Bill Gates. Yeah. There's... We could fucking, seriously, we could have a fucking coal shoot shooting cash into your pockets, and somehow they'd still be empty. It just goes quickly. Uh, sometimes I wish I was just writing the Ronnie B quotes. Well, I come up with all this. I'll be gambling this weekend, so, you know, maybe that's then maybe then he'll get a piece of that. Which game is your lock? If you could only bet one game, what is the lock? The lock yeah. is the Colts, and they are going in the fucking. Uh, it's uh, Baltimore's favored by seven. Give me the Colts. They're, they're going to fucking cover that shit. Give me if you were just betting straight up. You could bet any game. Lock. Redskins over the Seahawks. See, none of those games feel like locks to me. There's nothing that feels obvious. I mean, I would say Green Bay, but they just lost that team last week. And yet I still think they're going to romp them. My gut, like when I fucking figured, was looking out, my gut was like, all right, they fucking, Rodgers should go nuts. But then, because my gut said it, I immediately think maybe I shouldn't fucking bet that because I can't trust my instincts. I would think that my lack would be Cincinnati beating Houston at the Texans. I just yeah, think, I don't see that as a lock. I mean, they're not—they're even actually even getting points, right? They're getting yeah, points. Yeah, Cincinnati's getting points. They got five on the road, but Houston just that end of the year slide that they do. We still have Aaron Foster. Yeah, I mean they have that. They got great fucking defense. It's and you know they're playing Cincinnati. It's still hard for me to even see Cincinnati, even though it's the second year is even a playoff team. Uh, Aaron, you're on fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Listen, our hearts and, uh, and our thoughts and prayers all go up to your eyes today. Thank you. Um, I would like to have white balloons for my eyes. What, okay. Uh, I was wondering if uh, if Pepper Hicks would stop talking until he got some on-air uh, contract money. You think Fezzi could come up with his uh, own original thoughts? Maybe a, a lifeboat using the Afro show? I, I don't even know what that means. The Afro show used to be Anthony Fez, Ronnie Lopez. Let's play Lifeboat. Let's play Lifeboat, and we'll use the Afro show. There's only three three of them going to fit in the boat. Who's not going? Who's going to drown? And me. I'm going to end that bit quick. You got it out of your hands quick, Fezzy. That's the thing. Every topic is a hot potato. Big Fez Watley's got the stick today. Um... Uh, I'm sorry. I just can't think of anything to say. There's some breaking news. We got breaking breaking NFL news. Andy Reid, hired by the Kansas City Chiefs. There you go, Ronnie, your former coach. Former coach? Dude, I'm the biggest Kansas City Chiefs fan in the world right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm, uh, I'm leaving here. Go to the NFL store. Get myself a lot of Chief stuff. Get yourself Jamal Charles fucking throwback jersey. It'd be the yeah, shit. Bitches. I'm looking at guess what he just signed his contract for. What? A slab of ribs a day. And then he says that's all he wants. Slab of ribs a day. I thought you could get more than that. No uh, sides or anything. No. This sounds so quick. It sounds like he didn't even talk to Arizona. No, he didn't. He did not fly out there. And they're pissed. Because they offered him the whole fucking shooting match. He also gets to GM it. Am I right? Uh, that was the, the, the rumored deal. Yeah, yeah, they the, got rid of Paoli. Yeah, the, the Kansas City GM's gone. <laughs> the <laughs> weird thing is hard. they sent Paoli to Paoli, Pennsylvania, where Andy Reid <laughs> used to live. Weird. I wonder if, do you think that now, did they, I guess they had to have interviewed a black guy for the Kansas City job, right? Well, do you have to if you just fired one? Yep, still have to. Yeah, they probably just talked to Earl. (laughs) That's what we do every time that we got another job opening. We let Earl come back in here. So it looks like you're a revive manager, (laughs) and now you're going for the head coach of an NFL franchise. Yep. He'll play music in the locker room. Is he a vibe manager or an, or an iPod? He's now, what time was, was Earl getting here? Two minutes from now. Not signed in. Oh, well, you know. 45. Run a little late. CPT. Just, just once. Earl had a great New Year's Eve, though. He, we had fun with Earl. Earl got to manage the vibe of the place on New Year's Eve. Really? That's great. What songs did he pick? Fucking Prince, 1999? <laughs> Every year with Earl, we ought to open with Prince. I know, Earl, because it's a New Year's thing. Yeah. Uh, my Arrowhead hat get here yet? Not yet. I went to NFL.com and yeah. ordered some gear, though. Get me a Jamal Charles shirt, too. Oh, hell yeah. I wonder if one of Reed's interview questions was a player shows up with a gun to his head in the locker room. What do you do? Fuck. Too soon. Jesus Christ. What was that about, man? You know his son just died. Kansas City has problems. So does Reed. It was just a tragedy. (laughs) Tragedy! A freak tragedy. Oh. I will say that the Post the other day had in there an, an article about Kansas City firing the coach that they said the Kansas City Chiefs pulled the trigger on getting rid of their Oof. coach, which I thought was a too little close. too close. <laughs> little too close. Maybe you don't want to use that. But then again, it was the Post. Yeah, that is the Post. They're dead inside, those fucking head Well, they, uh, they, they always say bias for the veiled racism. <laughs> <laughs> getting less and less veiled. No, just avert. <laughs> Big Cat's running the uh, show today. He got the stick. It's like 03 all over again. 03 Fuzzy. You're rocking that Andy Reid uh, mustache, though. Why don't we take a break, Fuzz? His mustache kind of actually has sideburns with it. All right, let's keep it going. Loving oh, it. Oh, sorry. No, I no. love it. No, that was all I had to say. No, that's plenty. Let's that could be the start of it. I'll light it up. I thought he was gonna shave the stash, start anew. He's in a new fucking town, new team. 
No, I wouldn't if I was him. <laughs> I would just fucking get a, a shirt to say cuckoo cuckoo and wear that everywhere. <laughs> Everyone has to come out to fucking be <laughs> Sitting in an English garden. Yeah, let's get pumped up. Yeah, motherfucker, we're going to fuck them up. Fuck yeah. John Lennon, motherfucker. I am the walrus. Yeah, he just comes fucking running out. Coco Cacho. Coco Cacho. Coco Cacho. See what you started, Fuzz? That's why we don't fucking jump out. Once you get that fucking bar rolling. Sean, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I know it's Friday. Please don't give Fez a stick anymore. And I got a Christian Okoye. I, I can't fucking see, dude. Christian Okoye. Christian. Jump on that, Ron. Yeah. Get this guy's number. That's classic. Remember, he was on that stupid reality show. Remember the, that where they were like pirates? Do you, do you remember <laughs> Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare, on a reality show about being a pirate? It he only lasted called- 15 minutes. I think the show was less than in two episodes. I think they pulled it after there was like real Somali pirates <laughs> too close. taking hostages. Too close. Uh, can we break now? Happen to be yes. one of them. You don't have any more facial hair stuff. No, not too bad because <laughs> I'm ready to push it off. Couldn't he lead into another cuckoo cuckoo chant? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the next coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, the one and only Andy Reid. Here's what I would do if I was Andy Reid. I'd come out to the press conference with Rex Reid's wife's uh, tattoo on me. Of her being pissed on by a fucking Kansas City Chief. <laughs> oh, he's got to. And he's just like, this is what we plan on doing to the Jets. Release the monster, motherfucker. The monster's got to get out. Sprinkle all these crazy references to everything that's been happening. Fucking everyone's head. You know why I'm having more fun today? Because I'm able to move around because Fez Watley's keeping it down. He's got the stick. It reminds me of the old days. Then I can wander around. You're like a fucking free safety. He's fucking shit up. Getting those fucking picks. He is. Oh, god damn. My eyes are fucking on fire. Still no sign of Earl. I only hope death comes fast. Sweet, sweet death. Man, fucking arrowheads going to go nuts when this shit's playing. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Just losing their shit. I hope they're, they're, they're able to afford to pay the royalties for this song. Now, what if we all decided to chip in and get Mikey Boy as a uh, congratulations? I said 200 apiece. Oh, what are you guys thinking? You drop that down to like a 20? All right, give me the 20 and I'll give it to him. Let's see. I have... The other day, fucking Hicks asked me if I had changed for a quarter. You have like a couple of nickels, or maybe even I'll take twenty-five fucking pennies. Whatever. Did you break a quarter for me? <laughs> Try to get some gum. In the meantime, Fez was running down the street with two pots of gold, like the Monopoly man. <laughs> ah! Ah! Well, that's it. That's all I got. That's how. 
I just saw a fucking flash in front of my eyes, like oh, that man. was it. Oh, no. Like I was heading into the light. No, we're still here. We're still here. Uh, Pat says he's got a spy report for us. Spy report. Spy report. Hey there, Ronnie B. You know, you're not being able to see and all, and you still were able to pull it off. You got Congress to pass the Sandy Relief Bill. Congratulations. How much money did they uh, put towards $9.7 billion. All right. Immediately, I want somebody to start working on the boardwalk. And planks of wood and some nails. Why do nine point seven billion? We ought to do planks of gold. These people might steal them. We're bringing it back better than ever. How about a boardwalk made of gold? <laughs> Jersey will be the richest fucking nation in the world. I think a All lot right, of that's is... going to go towards the world's largest Ferris wheel. That's in Staten Island. Yeah, not Jersey. Staten Island's getting that. Si, baby. Um. This just in, Kansas City Chiefs have signed Chris Christie as their new coach and general manager. <laughs> and he claims he's got a tattoo of Rex uh, Ryan's wife on his dick. He says he only believes so because he hasn't seen his dick in quite a ma- many years. Oh, no. And then he yells out, I'm wearing snowman pants, and just starts fucking doing a funny dance back and forth, like the twist. All right. We got a break, Johnny. All right, boys. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Last downstairs. Okay. Fezzy throws the break. You got the stick. We'll be right back. This is the Ron and Fez show. A tornado flew around my room before you came. Excuse the mess it made. It usually doesn't rain. Southern California, much like Arizona. My eyes don't shed tears, but body when I'm thinking about you. Well, that's Black Girl's theme song. He comes in, he goes, always be playing Frank Ocean. Uh, Frank Ocean on everybody's uh, top ten music. Going to talk a little bit of the best of 2012. We've got Black Girl coming in. We've got the one and only Rob Cross uh, stopping by. And we're going to grab Ken Shane uh, on the phone. Uh, Rob, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I'm better than you. Your yeah, eyeballs are burning. Yeah, everybody's better than me today. Although the Cardinals managed to fuck up the uh, the um, Andy Reid thing. Just be so happy that you don't have Andy Reid. You're right. <laughs> Why would we want to win at that percentage? But, see, the thing is, it still will be frustrating. You, there's only one thing that matters. If you don't win the Super Bowl, your whole season sucks. So thirty-one teams every year go. Oh, this was the worst. Losing nine in a row isn't isn't healthy for your whole season. Either. Yeah. Uh, Earl is here. His coach uh, has pictures of Sanchez on his <laughs> wife's ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can it can can it get more embarrassing? By the way, Earl, we played the Frank Ocean. Do you love Frank Ocean? I'm not crazy about it. I'm the same as you. What about I'm you? With, I'm with all of you guys. I thought about putting it on my list just because it's so super relevant this year. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't get what makes him any better than anybody else who's doing that. You know, similar thing. He's almost R and B, but the guy that we started the show with uh, actually is R and B. Yeah, but I mean, like the Frank Ocean thing. Is it because of the whole thing of him coming out that everyone kind of gave this album extra attention? I don't even know if he came out. I don't believe that he did. He never officially came out. He just said a song. He said like he was in love with a dude. Back he said, yeah, he said a long time ago he was in love with a guy, and that guy I, was Joe Namath. 
<laughs> strange. <laughs> Interracial. I got, a theory, I, I got a theory why Frank Ocean is is uh, has blown up so hard this year. And there's another group who I like a little bit more who does the same thing, The Weeknd, which I don't know if you've heard, Earl, but... No. It's, not, it's, it's like Frank Ocean, but a little bit more like interesting sample-wise. But I think it's that people who are, say, like 23, right, who are like the sort of prime right. music consumers, grew up with... You know, they have a nostalgia for 90s R&B, whereas all of us who are older have nostalgia for 70s or 60s, 50s. You know what I mean? Like, that's the R&B we recognize. So I think that stuff that's, that sounds cheesy to us or a little shallow, like, they might think is, you know, sort of a nostalgic vibe. Yeah, there's definitely a 90s R&B nostalgia for yeah. groups like Jodeci and... Right. That's what I'm saying. The uh, reference is that. New Condition, which, all those bands. Well, I want to give them all Teddy Pendergrass so they'll be able to <laughs> completely uh, rest... A matter of fact, we've got Ken Shane on. How you doing, Ken? Good, Ron. Happy New Year to you and everybody there. You had somebody on your list that I ended up listening to a lot last night and didn't even know that the album came out, and that was the Bobby Womack album. That was that is fucking terrific. Yeah, it's a fantastic album, and unfortunately, you know, last year we got the news that Bobby had colon cancer, and then. <laughs> He seemed to beat that, and then this week he announced that he'd been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, so the news is not good, and I was, it's even said in my list that, uh, you know, we're looking forward to more work from him, but now I don't know if we're going to be able to get it. He's not had a, he's never had a good run. <laughs> yeah. I it's mean, always been snake bit. It's always been in spots, but yeah. never that one consistent run. I mean, wow. I mean, uh, they said he's working on another album. But they, I mean, they're going to try to do the Glenn Campbell thing where they're trying to get as much material out as possible. But yeah, I hate that that's called the Glenn Campbell thing now. Somebody has Alzheimer's, so you quickly try to get them to do stuff. The Glenn Campbell angle. I thought it was the Ted Williams thing, where his son uh, had him signing as many balls and bats as he could before he passed away. I had no idea where we were going. <laughs> the so severed head, I'm frozen. Glad, I'm so glad that you <laughs> brought it back went, around. Brought that in, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Earl, what for you is your favorite album of the year? My favorite album of the year was Black and Blue by Gary Clark Jr. We played a little bit of that at the beginning of the show. Uh, it's a terrific album. It's fantastic. It's, you kind of get this little mini history of, of uh, really, of American black music in one album. You get everything. You got traditional blues. You got psychedelic blues. You got Minneapolis funk. You got a little a contemporary R&B. It's a it's a mixture of everything and it's absolutely extraordinary and he's an amazing guitar player. Where is he from? Where what's the whole backstory here? Um, I believe he's from Austin. Uh, Austin, Texas, kind of came from that whole traditional Texas blues sound. Um, he was in the movie Honey Dripper, the John Sayles movie. Oh yeah, he played the he played like the guitar prodigy in that and and I remember John Sayles saying then like this guy's the real deal. This guy's a real well, John deal. John Sales would know yeah. uh, when it comes to music. And he was like, this guy's going to be the real deal. He kind of made a, made a bunch of indie records, built up his cred, blew away everybody at the Crossroads Festival. You know, blew away Clapton, blew away B.B. King, blew away all those guys, got a deal, and then here's this album. All 
right, this is up on the iBang under the best of 2012 list. Uh, if you want to add anything, feel uh, free to, because we were talking about this, guys. It is easier to review uh, movies than it is albums, because they come so <laughs> fast and furious. And unlike a movie, you, you can sit down and watch a movie once, decide how you feel about it, but an album is a completely different experience. Sometimes it takes four or five listens before you're like, you know what? I do hate this. I don't know why I keep listening to it. An album is a completely different relationship, I think, than any other art form of how you Because sometimes things can grow and you love them. And other times you're like, I don't know why I was into that two weeks ago. That's crazy. That happened to me last night on the way home. I was listening to the... The Santa Gold album, uh, Master, which I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I'm on first listen, and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, this is absolutely fantastic. What was I thinking when this thing came out? That I was like, eh, the album's okay. No, no. Now it's like, I can't stop listening to it. Uh, Ken, how long How long do you listen to an album before you'll give it a review? Uh, it's hard now, Ron, You because know, as you said, there are so many. If I can, you know, I try to listen more than once. There was a time when I listened at a minimum three or four times at a minimum, but these days, you know, there's just so much that it's hard. And I, frankly, I don't write that many album reviews anymore. That's a whole philosophical thing that we have over at Pop Dose because uh, pretty much, you know, people can go hear the music in a lot of places online and elsewhere these days, um, I don't think the gatekeeper thing is really very valid anymore. So I just, my list just says these are my favorite albums. I didn't get to hear them all. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying they're the best albums or just my favorites. So, you know, if I can listen to an album once or twice, then, you know, that's going to have to be it. All right, even though there's not gatekeepers, here becomes the problem, though, because there's not a gatekeeper, is how do you connect people to the music? How do you do it, Rob? How will you be able to say to people, here's new music, take the time to listen? Ah, oh, man, you know, I, with the radio, it's a little bit different because you can't introduce an entire album. So, I mean, I think it's one of those things where I want, here's an artist you know, that you might like and we will play something enough times, hopefully that you're not crazy sick of it, but that you, you, you've heard it enough to kind of cut through the clutter, you know, which is, mm -hmm. which is sort of a hard thing to do now. It's like if you look, look at what regular radio does, like top 40 station, like Taylor Swift songs we played like 120 times a week. Uh, and she cuts through the clutter, you know, and so does a, a lot of those other artists who are played that much. And it doesn't take that kind of frequency on satellite because it's a different, you know, it's a different kind of person who's listening. But still, you got to play it enough to where it cuts through and then hope that people go, you know, based on that song, two or three or four songs you get through from that album, then can go find the artist and, you know, listen to what they want on their so own. So how long do you listen to an album before you're like, this is, this is perfect for what I want to do? God, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who, who soaks in music sort of by osmosis, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't put a number on it, and i got to have it on, like, when I'm preoccupied with something else, like reading or on a train, or you know what I mean? Like, really? Yeah, because I feel like if just I, let it come in. Yeah, because I feel like if I put something on and I try to form an opinion on it, I sort of unfairly, you know, I sort of judge it the wrong way. And I find the albums that I that I like most aren't the ones that I react to instantly. Usually, they're ones mm -hmm. that sort of seep in over time, or you know, like Earl did with the Sandy Gold records. Just like six months goes by, you're separated from the hype when it came out, and you're like, oh, that's really that's really good, mm -hmm. you know, in an unexpected way. 
So, uh, Senegal is one of your favorite things this year, Earl? Yeah, it didn't make my top five. Like, I, I got like a top 40 mm-hmm. <laughs> because there were so many great Because you are top 40. <laughs> I mean, there were so many. Like, you so like that many albums? There were, there were that many albums. Like that albums, whole albums. Not entire, just I'm the I'm the opposite way. I'm like one of those things. If it grab if it's good enough to grab my attention on that first listen, then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, why did this really capture me that first time? I'm going to listen to it again, and I'm like, okay, this is really good. You know? Yeah, I've got I've got uh, forty on my list. Uh, sorry, thirty on my list, and I had to cut that down. My initial uh, take was like forty four albums, and I managed to cut it down to thirty. So I can see what Earl's talking about for sure. But here's the weird thing, Ken. If we talk to most people. They would say to us, "There's no good new music anymore," uh, and you guys crazy. are putting thirty or forty albums up, saying these are all good, listenable albums. Absolutely, it's crazy. You have to do some digging, but there are so many ways to, as I said, so many ways to hear this music these days. Um, you can hear it, and uh, you know you should hear it. There, there is great music out there today, more than any other time in my life. Of course, albums are easier to make because people can do them in their basements or their garages or wherever. But, you know, there's tons of great music out there, not only from new bands, but obviously a lot of veterans, people in their 60s, 70s, and in Leonard Cohn's case, his 80s, are making great music still. So, uh, You music. had uh, Banga up on the, yeah. the Patti Smith album, which yeah. is interesting to me because if that came out, in the 70s, I think there would have been a lot more heat attached to it. But it's almost like there's Patti Smith doing her Patti Smith thing. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? So people just kind of let it go by. But I agree with you. I, I, I do think that the weird thing is some of these older guys are making great fucking albums these days. Yeah, my number three album was was the Dylan album, Tempest. It was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, you have epic songs on there. You got a, a a beautiful song about John Lennon on there. You got a song about the Titanic. Yeah, Duquesne Whistle is so remarkably catchy and so much so much fun. Uh, and also be and you know with a veteran and it's going to make Rob cringe because of everybody down the hall. But I hate to say it, but seeing Springsteen doing that album live. This is a fucking good album. You know what I mean? It really is. That, I can't crap on that album. That's a, that's a good album. Well, that, and we only got into that because of everybody down the hall. Yeah, he's went like, so crazy about it. <laughs> it actually turned us against. But when I saw him do it live, I'm like, he's not fucking painting by the numbers. This means a lot to him. And he was willing to go out on this tour and make a lot of it. This album. Yeah, he's still taking chances. I mean, yeah. he could have easily, you know, he's at that stage of his career. He's like, you know what? I can just bang out. Easy. <laughs> I, could, I can give him a ton of Born to Run, Darkness on the Edge of the Town, Born Dude, in the he USA. he could Billy Joel the shit out of his career, and he would be just as <laughs> yeah. as fine. Nobody, at the same people would show up if he went, I'm going to do the 70s and 80s stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. The odds are that now older people have a better chance of making relevant music, I think, now than they did at any point in the past, you know? At any point in the history of the world, yeah. Yeah, because then young people discover it on the internet. Like, Jamie XX, did he work with, uh, was it, was it, um, was it, uh, God, now I'm blanking on the guy's name. Was it uh, Gil Scott Heron? Gil, 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 Gil Scott yeah. Heron, yeah. So guys like that are finding 
older artists and then incorporating them into the work they're doing. And I don't know. It's you got to credit the internet. For well, that. well, the but the other side of it is people don't realize this. We never even understood what rock and roll was ever supposed to be. So it was only considered like a a young art form for young people because that's what the artists were. But if you look at Neil Young now, there's no reason to stop. There's nothing that you can say, oh, you're making an ass. <laughs> Same with the Stones. I don't give a shit what anyone says. That fucking band is still an interesting band. Yeah, they. but you also remember the guys they admired were older guys. You know, right. it was like. But I mean, if you just look at them, nobody is making a fucking fool of themselves, and these tours are selling out. Yeah, they're still, you know, they're not. You know, they're not trying to keep up and dress young and, you know, wear the skinny jeans or anything. You know what? They're just doing the, the Stones being the Stones, and there's nothing when, wrong with uh, that. When Donald Fagan came in here, we were all as fucking digging that as much as anything that happened all year. Yeah, his album was fantastic. Uh, and that's up on the iBank 2 today, Sunken Condos. Um, Ken, give us something else that you're really into this year. I want to, you know, there's names that people have heard on my list, and I'm not one of those guys who tries to make a list of all albums that no one's ever heard of, because, I don't know, that bothers me usually. It's like they're trying too hard. But um, there are a couple people who I, frankly, were new to me and just blew me away, and I hope people listen to them. There's a woman from Nova Scotia, Canada, by the name of Erin Costello. That's uh, C-O-S-T-E-L-O, just one L. And... Uh, I just happened to see a tweet from Amazon MP3 uh, one day. Just happened to see it. Said, if you like Dusty Springfield, you're going to like Aaron Costello. I said, well, I like Dusty Springfield a lot. I'm going to check out Aaron Costello. And I did. And just blew me away. And, uh, I, you know, I wanted to make sure it wasn't just me. So I sent it to some people I know in radio, program directors, and, and a lot of people just said, wow, who, who is she? Where did she come from? And I still don't know very much about her. She's a woman, an artist from Nova Scotia, and uh, just really simple, soulful music that just just knocked me out. I, I, that's that's my big find of the year. I certainly didn't discover her, but, but she was new to me, and, and I can't say enough good things about it. Didn't a little bit of the Aaron Costello and that really is that Nova Scotia sound that we've all grown up on. That Donnie Dumphy stuff really. Yeah, that's, by the way Donnie Dumphy has to drive seven hours south to get to Nova Scotia. Yeah. That's how far Donnie, up he is. 
Scotty's a little removed from there. Another, if I could mention one other band I like too, is a band from Charleston, South Carolina, young guys called the Explorers Club. Uh, they released their second album in 2012, something called Grand Hotel. And uh, these guys have a real 60s sensibility. Their first album was pretty much a Beach Boys tribute. It was all their songs, but it was just beautiful Beach Boys music. And their second album uh, expands from that a little. It's from the 60s into the early 70s. And, you know, it's really refreshing in a way to hear, you know, young kids like this with so much respect for the music of the past. And uh, they really do a great job. And they know what made 60s music great. And they use those tools to uh, to make their own music. So it's, it's really good stuff. Right, let's listen a little bit. Rob, Ken brought up a good point, is that people now who put out music can use almost any decade or any genre of music and still say this is modern music, yeah. which, again, you couldn't do that at any time in the past. You know, nobody, you know, if you were playing 50s music in the 70s, you were fucking Sha Na Na. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. were kind of doing a joke bit. But now, uh, and I kind of will give all the credit to Beck for that. That you could just go and pick anything you want. But um, who's somebody that you're into right now? Uh, you know, I'm going to go, uh, since a, a lot of stuff we talked about has been a little bit, like, um, backward-looking. Not in mm-hmm. a bad way, but just, you know, referential to other times. We'll go with something a little bit more futuristic. Um, I, unlike these guys, I didn't find that I, I, I really loved 30 or 40 albums this year. I felt like for me, as an album year, it was a little off. There were a lot of songs I liked a lot. Uh-huh. But albums, there were some that I listened to more than others. But I don't know that I really like loved, loved, loved any entire album this year. Um, but that said, one of the artists I really I thought was doing something really interesting is another Canadian artist called Purity Ring. And it's a vocalist who's, I think, from St. John's. And then the guy who does all the music is from somewhere in the middle of of Canada. I can't remember which province, but they kind of hooked up um, online. She sings and he does the beats and the music. And it's really, if you like Portishead and you like really interesting, um, you know, atmospheric, um, you know, challenging pop, this is kind of a, kind of a cool thing to... Uh, what are they called? They're called Purity Ring.
So, Rob, are you saying they're not even in the same room when they're doing this? They're, well, I mean, I think they, you know, after... Eventually got yeah, together? Yeah, originally kind of, you know, getting the songs together, and they did it. But I think when they worked out a lot of the tracks, it was kind of back and forth over over <laughs> internet, which a lot of our, uh, a lot of the bands in XMU um, will do. But that I thought was interesting because it takes, like, the music is basically, like, what you'd hear under a lot of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And then the vocals are really super ethereal in a way that, you know, Bjork might do them or right. Portishead or one of those bands. Florence and, and Machine. Maybe. Yeah, Florence and Machine. Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's like it's a good headphones record. You know, there's a lot of really interesting. They use the speakers really interestingly. And, I know what you mean by headphones record. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. <laughs> Speaking of which, Hicks listens to every album drunk. Yeah. Uh, drunk did, you have, did you have a uh, favorite album this year, Hicks? Blunderbuss. Fucking Jack White's first solo album. Is it all just Jack White for you, no matter what he's doing? It, it's starting to feel like that way. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't feel good about it, but I still like the music. So That's I'm a great okay record, though. Yes, thank you. He, he killed it on that. Has thing. he ever d- done anything bad? I thought in his, his life, his project Dead Weather. I'm with, with you. some chick. I thought it was really bad. I, th- I thought, I don't know what the fuck is he doing. And he's a guy who brought back Lauren Lynn. Which was great when he did that. Uh, we produced that Loretta Lynn album a few years ago. He brought her back, huh? She yeah, was he gone. brought her back. Well, okay. she hadn't done it in a while. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Yeah, he, he, I'm, uh, I'm going to give him all the credit for her career now. No, no the latter part. This is the last few years. That's all I'm saying. Are you playing any of his music for us? Or are you right just going to scream over it? No. I mean, I don't want you to angrily put out, you know, this is, my this shit. is your favorite. This is my shit. Jack White, because you said he's stealing the black man's well, music. That, is a, that song's a cover. That's a, yeah, that's a it's, a, cover, it's right? a little Willie John song. And you don't believe that a cover belongs? No, no, I believe it does. I think that's. Yeah. I think it's fucking cool. And now, yeah, how is. many people know? How many more people know who that guy is because of Jack White? Now it's two. Okay. Two more people now. I'll give us another one of yours, Rob. Something um, that you love. That, that you're like, oh my god, I wish this train wouldn't end because I could just. Stay here and listen to my music. <laughs> All right, here's a song I, I thought was really, speaking of covers, mm-hmm. um, the Chromatics, who are a band we play a lot of on XMU, did a really, what I think is a, a pretty cool take on a Neil Young song. Um and it, it's it, it went over really really well, like all year long. We played it a lot. I don't think it wears well. It's just kind of a they did it in a in a in a nice like building vibey kind of way. So Thank you. 
All right, who are these guys called again? Uh, the Chromatics. Chromatics. Uh, I'm loving it, and you know I never liked the original, so this is really <laughs> helpful. Chromatics will only do Neil Young songs, which I think is an interesting uh, angle. Earl, give us another one of your favorites. By the way, all this stuff is up on the iBang. If you want to go over and check it out, that's the Interrobang. Com. Give us another big one for you, Earl. Um, my number three album was uh, Home Again by Michael Kiwanuka. He's a um, British singer, um, Nigerian-born, raised in Britain. This album... Uh, I was... plays for the New York Giants, I think. No, that's... Um, Ken also had this on your list. You were a big uh, fan of this, too, Ken. Yeah, he's a terrific singer-songwriter, really good. I'll let Earl talk about him, but but yeah, he's on my list. I, I described the album as like, imagine if like Otis Redding made Astro Weeks. Totally. <laughs> that's, he, that's... Yeah, he, he came up here like maybe three, four months ago and was fantastic playing it live. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Paul Butler did the production on it, and it sounds, it is a classic 70s sounding record in the vein of Bill Withers. Uh, in the vein of Astral Weeks, it is such a – it feels comfortable from start to finish. It's an unbelievable album. Well, let's listen to it a little bit. I've been thinking about you, all that you do. Don't you think of me too? Lady, where you been for so? That guy belongs in Hawaii. Uh, you had something, Rob, uh, with Ken that you guys shared, and that was Japan Droid. Japan Droid. Oh, Japan Droid. This is good drunk music for him. Yeah. Good drunk rock. Are, are you up. down with this one, Hicks? I don't know. I haven't heard Japan Droid. I've heard of the album, but I haven't listened. Hicks, I hate to tell you how to produce, but uh, Ken Chain disappeared. Off I just got a note that uh, the, oh, the phones, phones went out. just dropped, yeah. Oh, Great. Fantastic. Um, all right, well, then I guess I'll, I'll try to pick up the Jim yeah. Andrews thing for him, and when he gets gets back in, he, you know... Um, can pile on as well, but Japan Droid's uh, another Canadian band. It's like a, it is a Canadian renaissance. There's it is great Canadian bands right now, Canadian artists. But they're from not Vancouver. since Bachman Turner Overdrive <laughs> have I heard so many people talking about Canada. <laughs> they're from Vancouver, and they and all their songs are kind of like, I guess you'd call it sort of like uh, like Bruce Springsteen influence, you know, rock. It's like really easy to. It's like, you know, kind of storytelling things. We're like Titus Andronicus is a band like this, you know. Um, there's an element of punk rock to it, but 
you know, it's mostly built around really super catchy choruses, a lot of whoa, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's super easy to sing along to and um, pretty universally loved album. It was their, their song House That Heaven Built was the number one um, song in XMU for the past year. Most played song, probably most well received. <laughs> get drunk and go to the show, Rob. Um, <laughs> all right, we're, we're there. All right, we got uh, Ken back on. We're playing a little bit of that Pendroid. Ken, where do you think this Canadian thing's coming out of now? I don't know, but, you know, there's certainly a history of great Canadian music. I mean, you know, go back to Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, and, and uh, you know, people don't think about how many great artists have actually come from Canada, but, but you know, it's just a continuation of a great tradition. And then there's Donnie, of course, so, you know. Uh, one of the things that showed up on a lot of different lists is the new Fiona Apple, and you were a big, big uh, fan of that, Earl. It is next to the Larry Clark. I listen to that album all the time, like, mm-hmm. because you know she's a hot mess, but she's our mess. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's like the whole story behind that album, like the fact that no one even knew she was making it, and it was so experimental, but it was still. A Fiona Apple record. Talk about somebody who does exactly what they want to do, too. You know I mean <laughs> you can hear that and you're going like, oh, this could be on the charts if you just would take out the parts of it that you really like, Fiona. And she has no interest whatsoever. 100% absolutely fearless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did, it, what it is, is it, it, there it is. It's like, this do is the album. Do you have the name one. of the album memorized, Earl? Like, can you recite it for I think it's the, I, I only say the Idler Wheel. That's, that's, that's as far as I go. But it's the yeah. Idler Wheel that is wiser than the driver and the screw and the whip. And the whipping cords will serve you more than ropes ever do, oh, gotcha. which is obvious. I mean, we all <laughs> know that. She had a longer album title, though, right? Her last record didn't have that. Yeah, that went on for a couple pages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the second album was kind of long. She couldn't put out, out an EP. It just wouldn't cover the cover. Uh, the uh, album is a strong one, and she stays in the news for everything. Swelling to a blaze That's where the pain comes in Like 
like a second skeleton Trying to fit beneath the skin I can't fit the feelings in No, every single night's a light With my much more comfortable if she died like Laura Nero and then they could say oh I always loved her <laughs> and so I right. cherish this but they they just fear her they just fear her because she's so on the edge it's good that's where I want her fuck I love that octopus hat I think it's the shit yeah it definitely is really awesome it's a really great look she, she might her. be the best lyricist right now I mean, her lyrics are yeah insane werewolf is my favorite <laughs> I love thing it. on there yeah. and that song's lyrics just reminds you of every ex <laughs> that uh, that you've ever had in your life. That uh, regret is it? It was just I was like, this is a bad day. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got to let Rob go quick here, so we'll let uh, everybody get off one album that they definitely want to promote. Ken, what's yours? I'm going to tell you about my number three album, actually. The, the San Diego, California band Delta Spirit has their third album out. The track California from that album is one of my favorite tracks of the year, and this is a band that has uh, just grown into it and has gotten better each album, and they're really, really terrific now, Delta Spirit. And we'll take a little listen to this.
right, this is going to be the soundtrack of my new movie. That I'm putting together. <laughs> That's going to be the car driving scene. Uh, Rob, uh, what about for you? Um, you know, I think I'm going to... I'm going to throw in a mention for the Dirty Projectors album, Swing Low Magellan. The Dirty Projectors are are probably best described as an acquired taste, but once you acquire it, the guy who does the songwriting and crafting, Dave Longstreth, is a genius. I mean, he just he's one of those guys who probably, he has that Fiona Apple thing where if you just took this out, you know, the song could be a big hit, but he right. just does exactly what the fuck he wants. And consequently, it'll probably not be appreciated until long after, you know, he should have been. But The apocalypse. Yeah, or the apocalypse. <laughs> but um, the new album, Swing Loma Jones, really, like, once you get it, buy into his sort of point of view, the production on it is really interesting, and it's, you know, whereas a lot of music grabs you emotionally, you know, this grabs you, like, emotionally, and then, like, um, like just, it's like, it's interesting brain food, you know, just mm. to listen to how he did it. And he spent a lot of time listening to, um, you know, like... Versions of Beatles albums with the tracks all split out, you know, and he was really, really into that kind of, um, you know, crafting of a record. And he did a lot of that on this thing. So, Dirty Projectors. in his uh, voice but that is challenging for the fir- well, on the first listen oh yeah and it, it goes gets, in different places yeah yeah and it, this may, you know there's once you get into it his other previous albums are really really great too but it's just a matter of getting over the hump of like you know buying into what this guy's doing but some of the best music's like that uh earl how about you yeah i'm gonna name my number five album spectrum road um amazing musicians jack bruce vernon reed Sidney Blackman, John Medeski, they're all doing the music of Tony Williams' Lifetime. It's challenging. It is definitely not, you know, pop Five friendly. guys going in a different direction. <laughs> not five guys going in the, <laughs> not five, I mean, five, you know, four people completely focused. That's uh-huh. the thing where, where everyone gives each other the room to really, to really shine and let their talents come out. But it is 
it is such head music. And that's the only reason, only way I could describe it. And they they do Tony Williams proud, and the music is absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, definitely check out Spectrum Road. guys uh, stopped in this year, and I honestly felt like I needed to go to the Berkeley School of Music just to listen to their album. It was a little over my head. It, it, is, it is totally challenging. I mean, it, it shows you how far ahead Tony Williams was, because this stuff came out 1969, 1970, 71. Right. And it's still challenging. Who all was he playing with at the time, too? I mean, there was, like, phenomenal people that he was playing with. Um, he was. It was Tony Williams. It was Larry Young on organ, who was who died way too soon. He was like the Jimi Hendrix of the organ. John McLaughlin was in mm. the band. Uh, Jack Bruce was in the band for two albums. Alan Holdsworth did a stint with the band. Like These amazing players. I think Ted Dunbar. They, sick players. Uh, all right. Um, this is all up on the iBang. If you guys want to go out and check it out or any other music you want to put up on there, a lot of people send in stuff to Unfiltered. It's amazing. I do talk radio, and I've never gotten so much music submitted to me in my life as I do now. Because most people are like, these are guys from my neighborhood. It's really fractured out there. I don't know how you program radio anymore, Rob. And luckily, it's, it gets more and more niche, you know? So as, yeah. as there more and more stuff comes out, then you can kind of fine-tune it more and more. But Yeah, I'm kind of into a 29th Street um, mood right now. But I don't go up into the 30s. That's too far north for me. Again, <laughs> uh, Shane, thank you so much, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, listen, I learned about some great new music from the other guys, so I appreciate that. And, and uh, I always love talking to you about music. Same thing here, bud. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Um, it is fun, but I, I will tell you this. I think now the uh, oddest thing is it's tougher to figure out where music is than any other art form today. It, you know what another, here's another one, novels. It's really tough to get to. There's, there's never been more books out, and there's never been like less popular books in history because everybody's reading so much in different directions. You know, we just don't have that one mass voice. Yeah, you can find anything that plays to your particular kink in you know music or literature right. or whatever it is so it's you know i guess that kind of makes people maybe a little more narrow too because you don't have to be exposed to things that you would only you know well what happens is i think a lot of times you try to find one album and the noise from all the others kind of gets in your way yeah. you know you don't have that time alone with an album the way you used to yeah i mean and there's so many sources you can go to itunes you can go to spotify you can come here <laughs> satellite radio you thanks can for go. finally mentioning yeah, so. only come Third? here thanks only come here this is the only place you can get it from <laughs> it's the only just listen to music here did you have to answer something spencer 
Oh, no. Uh, I just told, just checked my emails. Yeah. All, I got to bounce, though, guys. Thank okay. you for doing this. I, I really I, I enjoyed the other guys' picks. That was good stuff. Next time. And we're, yeah. we're going to break here. We'll be right back. Appreciate it, Rob. Go to your meeting. And uh, our phones are screwed up again? Again, yeah. So they're being reset. Don't worry about it. So what's Spence need? I don't know. Why didn't you jump up? I was. I, I told him to let Pips know. <laughs> and then uh, it's just basically just check your email. I'm like, okay. Checking my email. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> check your email. I haven't sent you anything. So oh, well, why would I check it then? Stay on it. Just stay on it. Do me that favor. <laughs> it's always open. Phone, computer. Uh, Big Five, you run it with the EP joke and the Ted Williams joke. Love them both. Knocking them out. Yeah, it's a music means absolutely nothing to me. You've I never, have never, never mentioned that before. Now I'm in the know about that. He doesn't like music. I don't know how that's possible, but... <laughs> well, listen to the song Hallelujah. It's all right there. But you never really care for music, do you? Uh, right? right now, my eyes are like fiery pistols. Oh, my God. Oh. Just think of a piss hole that was on fire. That's fucked up. Piss holes should be fucking cool and clean. How do you know when you have a brain tumor, when both of your eyes burn? Let me look up WebMD. That's just about web toes, and I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have web toes. I just walk through taffy. So don't get alarmed. I'm my toes are fine. I was freaked out. That's I was just like a, happy. A merman taffy. thing was happening. No, 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 no. <laughs> I walked through hot taffy okay, today. Okay, Jesus. And it stuck my toes together. <laughs> They're fine. I'm not regressing in, into a fish. <laughs> Water roll, baby. Uh, they're talking about doing Waterworld uh, reboot. I'll go see it. Still using the same actors, though. They're just <laughs> going to be older. Just even more water. Jack Black will get more. That's cool. He was the fucking the guy that one of the airplanes. Jack Black was? Yeah. I had no idea that. Yeah. He was in fucking Waterworld. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> you think by repeating it, I'll get it more? Jack Black, Waterworld, pilot. Did there you get is. your Spencer thing? Not yet. So it would have been better if you just hopped up. It takes two seconds to hop I know, up. I know. Oh. It's like, I'm not saying that you're working against me, but you are. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not. I know a perfect name for you, Brute. <laughs> like an Etu. You all right, Daryl? Yeah, I'm all right. Earl, you all fucked up, dude? <clears throat> Earl, after the show today, if you got time, do you want to... Play Django and Chain with me. We'll just do a thing. I'll be. I'll. I'll take you around a little cart with a tooth on the top. Uh, I'll, I'll whip your back so we get that whole thing together. Uh, fucking Hicks will be over there. Where's my sister? Where's my beautiful sister? <laughs> what the fuck, Leo? Jesus, you were definitely banging her. You creep. Well, he's just the actor. He's not actually doing it. <laughs> you get too carried away. Things are different at Candyland. It's the most effeminate fucking plantation I've ever seen. And incest Most plantations are really masculine for you? I don't think so. so. I mean, they make cotton. We need more cotton. Gotta make some clothes and shit. Um, so. All right, I got a break here. 
My eyes are too much to break, though. Oh, God. Uh, coming up, Jerry Bark is coming back in. and um, Earl, would you make out with Fez when he walks in here so he gets creeped out? Uh, too disgusting? No. <laughs> yeah, too disgusting. Isn't it weird if someone Thanks, said, Earl. would you make out with this girl as a joke? Earl would say, yeah, of course I will. I mean, he actually jacked on a woman. But the idea of being with another man disgusts you, Earl? No, it's just... It's okay if it does. No, does it say it. I'm not... So it turns you on a little bit. It's uncomfortable. It must turn you on a little bit. It would make him feel uncomfortable, yes. You, well, if your dick... Uncomfortable, like, hard? No. What not if a, your dick filled with blood? No. I mean, does it disgust... Would it disgust you? Rock hard. Not disgust me, but it would make me very... So it wouldn't make you disgust to, to lick somebody's balls? Uh, yeah, that would disgust me. Thank you. As long as after you find what Fez does to be repulsive. Well, what he doesn't do yet, but someday hopes to. Yearns to do. Yearns. I yearn to teabag. Oh. Fez has had the stick today. What do you think of him? He's talked the lion share today. And you got that new bit? No, I don't have a new bit. No. <coughs> I didn't come through on that. Do you want to do an improvised fezzatorial? Or are you just totally improvising the fezzatorial? Well, well, well. So Earl doesn't like to lick balls, <laughs> just like mother <laughs> and boo-boo. <coughs> Earl, what the fuck is wrong with you? What's Did happening? Did you ride through fucking the dust bowl to get no, here? A little, little phlegmy. I'm not, I don't want to hack up on the air. You a little cummy, you said? No, phlegmy, phlegmy, phlegmy. Are you gargling jism? same thing. Are you blowing cum bubbles on mucus. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> That'd be fucking dirty, Earl. You're a freak. So anyway, Earl, what's happening with you? Did you enjoy the music segment today? Yes, very much so. And you're going to stop bitching out like, there's never enough music segments. <laughs> I never uh, enough music oh, I segments. thought you did. Uh, I heard that you were a vibe manager on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was pretty electric. That was a lot of fun. So you did it all in electric, no more acoustic stuff. <laughs> that was... There's a place for acoustic, girl. Come on! It was my second time being in actually being in Times Square on New Year's Eve. It was it was it was fun. It was more fun than I thought it would be. Did you get fucking drunk? No, I was on duty. <sighs> Afterwards, no. We our night ended at what three three thirty. So we, I was I was done. Mm. Fucking eight in the morning. Did you go running outside and look at the ball drop? Yeah, everybody did. The building was completely empty. Even the DJ stopped playing. He, everyone. Why didn't you invite it. me over for that night? I didn't. I didn't think you were a New Year's Eve ball drop guy. I'm not. That's because I've never had the opportunity to go without standing in the crowd like a dick. No, I want to be inside with you. No, we were all outside. That's we what all I'm fucking saying. But I'm, I'd be at your place, not standing out yeah. there like a cold idiot. But um, I'll go out. Let's go out on the uh, on the top, like uh, oh, on the, um, on the marquee. marquee. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the marquee before the ball dropped. I did that for like five seconds before the cops completely freaked out. But John, uh, Johnny goes, "Go ahead, uh, take your shit off the marquee." And I go, "I can't, Johnny. <laughs> this is New York City, and I love it too much." Why does he want everyone to shit all over the place, <laughs> Dick? Right, let's see if you know where this is from. Right now, my eyes are like fiery piss holes. Happy Jew year. Here's an Israeli ale. 
Uh, when Earl said to me, uh, I've got like top 40 albums this year. That's because you are top 40. Fez just runs down the hall with bags of gold like the Monopoly man, screaming, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. Fez, we were all grossed out by that, but only Jerry had the balls to say something. Fe uh, Ringo had a stress-free life until he had to drum. Then he thinks, fuck, they're going to find out. Man, I wish I ran Ronnie B. Quotes. It's Ronnie B. Quotes. Uh, Pepper, you're the anti-Bill Gates. Andy Reid signed for, um, with the Chiefs if he could just have a slab of ribs every day. Uh, my whore eyes. I don't suck dick without my pimp looking over me. <laughs> Is there anything that Chris Stanley doesn't know how to uh, have, know about beer? Yeah, how to pay for it. Hate that part. Um, Hicks, you've already pissed, but on my career. Anderson Cooper's on TV in a lab coat, and he's testing panda blood by squirting it into his asshole. Let's break here. Uh, boom. Uh, boom. You know what? I have a, an idea. Why don't we do a Ronnie B. Quotes game? Oh, I know why not, because I asked for it before. Oh, Jesus. Where my brain? <laughs> How come you went and played Werewolf? How come you went and played your fucking favorite song and not me and Earl's favorite? That's the song Earl gave me. I can liken you to a werewolf the way you bit off my head. But see, I provided a full moon. Um, all right, why don't we break here? When we come back, we're going to ask Earl what gay things he would do. Handjobs. Well, I guess you'd give a hand job, right? right Too gross? Squeeze that dick, get the come out. So everything Fez does is gross. Okay. It's or hopes it. to do. What was it? Your Fez just means Fez is gross. No, no not yet. You haven't done anything. No, no, you're you're okay. You're fine you're right fine. now. You haven't done a single gay thing. You're aces. Once you work a dick over though, it's fucking like gross city. <laughs> yeah. Once you do that, everybody's gonna be puking on your shoes <laughs> telling you you're fucking filthy. Uh, Alright, let's uh, take a break We'll be right back Ron, Fez, Hicks, Earl Soon to be Barker Ron and Fez show You got a phone Oh, you're all alone Man, you're stone
write you this song It's the Ron and Fez show. During the break, I got Earl a drink of water. You feel like you feel a little better now? But much better. Still sounds scratchy. Yeah, a little. I'm, this is the end stages of this cold I had. You know what we figured out Earl's problem is, uh, Chris? What's that? White man. It's always a white man. Well, you can blame everything on Whitey? He, not, he hasn't even done the Django Unchained yet. <laughs> I'm going to see it Monday. Monday's too late, Everyone else has seen it. I know everyone else has seen it, but <laughs> better late than never. Uh, if you're trying to call us, you're not going to reach us. <laughs> Our phone lines are fucked. That's the technical um, term. While we were talking music, um, apparently Pips took a shit in the phone bank. I told him never to do that. Why yeah. would that even come up? <laughs> Just cause, because sometimes the phone shit the bed, and he was thinking literally. So I said, no, man. By the way, um, in the bathroom, me and Jeremy Coleman were talking to each other while peeing, and Earl was in between us oh. and locked up. <laughs> and could not pee. You did? Keep urinating? Yeah, it was just little dribbles. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as it wasn't, strong, wasn't the heavy usual, stream that It wasn't you want. The, the, that steady thing, no. Heavy. Is it the talking or just the fact? I don't know. It, it, that's a very interesting thing. Fez can't I, do it either. I, uh, no. Fez will just start uh, nervously farting. <laughs> Oh, he does not want to have the stick. Don't nervously fart, then. I go to that room to fart. I go to the booth to fart. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you get a new hat for, um, the for same, Christmas? Same one. Same, my, year? same $2 hat. Well, <laughs> the beauty of it is you'll now wear it for the next 100 days. This <laughs> <laughs> is insulated, so it keeps my head warm. Sloppy people love winter because accept it. Fuck yeah. Be sloppy. No one of the other stage of the year are you allowed to just like load up on clothes. <laughs> walk around with galoshes that are untied. Hell yeah. Winter, cool. you can get away with anything. It's great. No one cares. You just you scream out, hey, it's winter. What am I supposed to do? Get off my ass, lady. What Fuck. lady? What, say, I, Always an imaginary lady. Yeah, a woman who would be yeah, annoying me, saying change your hat or fucking... Your jacket's dirty. My jacket's fine, Earl. No, I'm just saying the, the jacket is it. black slang for dick. He's saying that your dick is dirty. <laughs> Fuck. I got to make everything nice and unhomoerotic for when Jerry Barkett gets here. We're going to be talking about football this week. And you still a football fan, Earl? You dropped yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, obviously my my Jets were. A disaster, but you know it's going to be a good weekend of football. I mean, this probably were you, were you surprised Rex Ryan wasn't fired? Shocked, absolutely stunned that they fired everybody but the head coach. They, they fired, fired the, the, strength, the strength coach. Smart. They fired the strength coach. <laughs> that was a really weak ass team. Um, 
mind-boggling. How do you fire everyone around you except the, the centerpiece of what the problem is? This is really nice. I just got a nice note from Ken Shane. I never get that from Earl when Earl does the show. I just don't even hear back from him again. And then maybe he'll say, you were lucky I, you had me on because I saved that shit show. <laughs> Did you ever talk to Spencer? Yeah. I got the, uh, I got the word. It's no emergency thing? No, nothing. No emergency thing. Just the booking. A good booking or a bad one? A good booking. Write it down for me. My eyes burn so bad. Phone's still fucked. Mars looking into it. That's... <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be a good weekend of football games. I think a pretty solid game. You want to wait for Barca? You want to start with Adam? No. Wow. I mean, he's I'm a football sorry. man. Wow. I'm sorry. It's like us doing music a fucking hour before you came in. <laughs> Come on, man. One thing we won't do before Barky gets here. Music or homoerotic talk. We save that for him. Wait, he's the one that doesn't like it. Yeah, that, that's... He hates it. So does Chris and so does Earl and so do I. Yes, but uh, if you remember, everyone else was willing to pose in a photo with me. So what? He's got kids. I mean, he's a pillar of that community down there. And he can't be seen in these weird situations. He's a pillow. He has like seven kids, man. He told me to break. He didn't want the stick anymore today. No, I, I can't. I couldn't think of anything else to discuss. Your eyes are burning. No, those are your eyes. My eyes only. Golf. By the way, don't call us because you can't get through. Impossible. It's impossible. Everything's gone to shit. At least in the phones. No, in life. Should we, um, you know what, we'll put up a phones or I'll call the Ron and Fez show uh, line here on the iBank. So if you want to call us, just go over to the iBank. Or if you have naked pictures of your sister, <laughs> post those on that thread. No, no other threads. Sex them over. What do you mean by sex? It's texting a sexy picture. With mm. either vagina, bare breast, ass, or for the ladies, cock, te- sexting back and forth. No areolas. Bare breasts. Or yeah, you can just do a simple areola, yeah. <laughs> Send me a picture of your areola, please. Let me see that fucking nipple. So that's sexting. Now, what's a dirty phone call? You know, the don't fucking say anything. Just breathe. Just fucking breathe until I'm done. I think it's just a dirty phone call. There's no... You ever do that one before, Earl? No, not really. Here, try it. Like, I'm your girlfriend. Hello? Hi. Is this another girl calling? No. (laughs) Who is this? Well, get sexy, Earl. (laughs) It's me. This is so uncomfortable. Why? Why? Say Oh, because it's two guys in there. No. I get it. It's fucking role playing. And they'll go to hell, according to Earl. I even think it has to do with hell. It just grosses them out. Is it like someone puking in your mouth? No. Would you rather someone came in your mouth or puked no, in your neither. mouth? Neither. But if you had to choose. No, I don't know. I choose neither. If God <laughs> said, I'm going to give you a choice. Uh, no, I, I, because puke, make, just the talk of puking is so going puke. So you'd rather they came in your mouth? No. I pick come, oh. God. Hold on. Did you hear us? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jizzy. Uh, how about you, uh, Hicks? Come in your mouth or puke in your mouth? 
I'll fucking give me a fucking rolling bath any day. Just fucking puke down my throat. No jism. Yeah, I, I do the same because I'm not gay. Yeah. But anyway, or else. No, I didn't see you. You, didn't, you said no to puke. No, what the, if the guy had just the, the, sw- swallowed some cum and then puked? No, just the thought that's of cheating. Puke. Yeah, that's that I'm fucking sw- that's cum. That's cum yeah. two times. But that's like saying, what if he just chewed on a fetus and then spit <laughs> in your mouth? Why you fuck? Why can't you just do it in the way that this bit was lined up? It's why just, do you have to now fucking make it so there's no winners? There's no way to not be gay. But yeah, I, I mean, vom- how vomit's not that bad. What if the guy ate some good food beforehand? And then maybe get some bits in your mouth. Hopefully you had fried shrimp. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Earl. Uh, Earl, where do you go for fried shrimp, though? <laughs> like Chinese food place? I'm not a seafood connoisseur at all. Why not, man? It's fucking delicious. What do you like? What's your favorite food? Fried chicken? No, I'm not. I'm, I, I prefer a chicken. When I do have chicken, I prefer it baked or not fried. I'm like, no, it's not an My acquired taste. My favorite fried chicken. It's not an acquired taste. It's not, it's not an acquired taste anymore for me. It doesn't even make it. sense. It's not an acquired taste <laughs> no, it was. That's the exact opposite of what it would be. It's something that you fucking always liked. Fucking fried I, chicken. I liked likes it, as, it. I liked it as a kid. I do not like it anymore. You know we're talking about coming in the mouth again. No, I'm not. Come uh, chicken. <laughs> a guy, I don't know what you start talking about. A guy jerks off fucking chicken wing and then feeds it to you. Mmm. Tasty sauce. <laughs> this man sauce is great. In fact, do you think you can't find things to talk about? Look how easy it is. So, Earl, what have you been doing lately? You're vibe manager, right? Yeah, I mean, that's basically been... You got a lady in your life? No, not at all. You know, they say if you're not married by the time you're 40, you're gay. No, I don't know about that, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm it, it's something that's been on my mind a lot lately, and... You know we're talking about coming in the mouth Not again. Coming in the, yeah, you were thinking about fucking getting cum in the mouth? No. Because that's gay. Because that is super gay. If you had to marry somebody right now, who would it be? Bruce what? Willis. <laughs> he's a good pick. so hot. Bruce Willis. Plus, he's doing Die Hard 5, I think. Yeah, 5.0 or whatever the fuck yeah. he's calling it. So, Guy, what were you saying? Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. This is a tough one to like immediately pop into your head who you want to marry and spend the rest of your life with. Ice cream girl? Oh, that one, that one, yeah. yeah. Well, you could have married her, huh? Uh, a, uh, could have married a couple of people, but but hey. Did you ever notice that, let Al Dukes know that Ice Cream Girl passed away? I have not talked to Al in, in a minute. I, I don't even know how to get in contact with him anymore. He's a CBS event. Yeah, he's at, um, is he still a fan? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've been I just been kind of working, and that's about it. I mean, doing the hard rock. You thing. realize you said jerking, working, gay. working, gay working. Again. <laughs> uh, we've got Jerry Bark here, so we can finally talk about football. Finally, thank God. Simon plays football team. Here we go.
Here comes Jerry Barca being carried in. Jerry, yeah. good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too. you got to be excited. Monday night's the big night, huh? I, I am excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm headed down there tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a good football game. Very excited for the Irish to finally stay? be back. Uh, I'm staying in Plantation, mm-hmm. Florida. I lived in Plantation for a while. All right. Are you in a house? Or you no, I got a hotel room. Are you by yourself? I am by myself. I'm kind of a loser. On not this. taking the wife for you? No. Oh, the kids. No. Doesn't she say to you you're a grown man while you're flying off to a football game? Um, I think the, the travel with not taking the kids, my, my six-year-old is pissed off at me because mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to Miami, and he was going to bed last night. He's like, great, I'll wear my Manti Teo jersey to Miami. I'm like, eh. No, you won't. Just no. for daddy. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, daddy vacations without you. Yeah, it's getting a little excessive. So I think I got to bring the family at some point. But that's a lot, you know. Geez, it's a lot just having them at home to travel with them. Well, I, yeah, I understand. But see, my dad used to say, uh, "I love you, kids. So I'm going to stay here with my family. I'm not going to go running around like I still was a kid myself because I realized I made a commitment to, to you people that didn't even ask to be born." But that's my dad. You know, it's a good man. No offense, Earl, but white guy. That was before the white slide. Earl, you got to see the back of your dad's head one time, right? When he was walking down the street. Yes, I saw. I saw my, see my dad all regularly. Yes. Mm-hmm. He finally took the plunge, and he actually shaved his head. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he finally did. Did one of my. I never even brought this up. You see, uh, Earl's papa was a Rolling Stone, and wherever he laid his hat was his home. But when he died, all he left her was alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, you are walking on your family, going to see this. You've got to be nervous, though. Alabama, best coach, best team, best everything. Well, yeah. I'm, since the beginning of the year, Alabama's been the pick. Alabama's been the pick. Um, and, you know, the Irish, I think, I don't, I think nine and a half is too large of a spread. For Notre Dame, they don't. They haven't played a game with that kind of widespread. I mean, Oklahoma was favored by something like twelve, mm-hmm. um, and they beat them by seventeen. That defense is just going to keep Notre Dame in games more than a touchdown. I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, the outcome of the game, I'm not certain. You know, I, I think the Notre Dame teams improved a great deal throughout the course of the year, and the defense is phenomenal. And Alabama is a. Um, they make mistakes. They're a team that makes mistakes. LSU and Georgia hung with them in games, could have easily have won those games. Here's the thing. I'm not going to ask you if Notre Dame's going to win, but will Notre Dame score a touchdown? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. That shocks me. Absolutely. I was hoping they would think they would win 3 to nothing or 6 to 3 <laughs> Something really exciting. Yeah. Some some really good now, TV ratings. Hicks, who are you taking in that game? Uh, nine and a half bunch of points. Give me Notre Dame. How about straight up? Who you got to win that game? Notre Dame Did you will pick take it. A, really? Notre Dame will take it. Earl, what about you? Notre Dame. Notre Dame by three points. That's because you're Catholic. <laughs> no, I'm a Brody. Mm. He's going against the Protestants down there. Mm. Yeah, like they're with him. <laughs> Think for yourself. That's a good point. Good point. Sorry. By the way, no one's ever called a black person a Prati in their life. True. We have another name. They. Uh, no. He's black Irish. <laughs> well... No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they you got another name for Black Irish too. Um, and of course, you're picking Notre Dame to win this whole thing. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, I, I think in a close 26, game. 26 10, you said. Damn. I, yeah, that's what I mean, going away in a close game. <laughs> I, you know, I might, initially I was like 45 3, <laughs> but I'm like, it's probably going to be a little closer than that. So, what do you really pick? Which is 17 13? I, I think the Irish win something like that, like a 19-16, something very close within a field goal right around You're there. You're going to be dying with four points. Um, I might be. <laughs> you know? will be. Uh, it's fucking that no mind about it. You'd be losing your shit. By I, I will. I, admittedly, that Pittsburgh game, I was. It's all right. Now I can say, like, oh, I'm playing it cool. I can play it cool games. But when they really could have, should have lost to Pitt had that kicker not missed a field goal in overtime, I was. I was going a little nuts. Um, just for the rash of garbage that people will send the Notre Dame way if they lose, and it'll be, oh, they were pretenders, they were pretenders, they were pretenders. Uh, you can head on over to the Ron and Fez phones on the iBank since our phones aren't working. Uh, you can leave us messages there. Um, Twizzles McNasty said he still wish he had a radio and still listen to uh, Audible. There's been some audible fuck-ups this week, Chris. That's on audibles. I, I, we talked to them early today. They're Probably Quincy calls on. this a fucked phone Friday. Uh, Liz says fire says um, cut Johnny Corndog on the replay and can't stop listening. He's playing with a full band now. It's Johnny Fritz now, okay? He also, Rex Ryan is a cuck. But here's the thing about being a cuck, and I'll ask this to the fellas. Are you a cuck if you want to be? Oh, okay. If it's like you're like you're sending shit up and then watch. Like you're digging it, yeah. No, then you just you have like a kink. But, but I think you're yeah. still a cuck. I don't think so you because, because you're doing the cuck act. No. But you're pimping it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're pimping it and digging it. Like the original the thing cuck was, act mm-hmm. is like, please, no, don't. <laughs> Getting cuckled. Don't. What are you doing to her? That's the fucking cuck. Not that this is fucking great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's all. Totally- oh, that's always your thing, right? You're with, you said you're with any white woman who wants to go black. <laughs> I don't know. I'm with any, per- any woman that mm-hmm. would, at this point. Would you be with a married woman? No. In front of her husband? No, 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 no. Why not? If he said, I just want to watch your ass bob up and down. <laughs> no, not at all. Why not? Gay because it's gay? No. Don't start that because Jerry and Fez haven't even said even a word to each other. Let's just. I'll stay with you. You stay on your side. Jerry, you stay over here on the hetero side. And everybody's cool. We actually fucking shut the phones down so uh, Jerry's tough guy bodyguard (laughs) doesn't call. Has he figured out what else I can do for him before. Even once he treats me with a small decorum of respect. Is there somebody else I can put on for him? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's a it's a tough spot for me. <laughs> I, uh, you know. Isn't this is weird? You and Fez have more in common than I ever thought. I, you know. That's, I, I, think he's handle, I think he's got to handle that. He's got to handle that. He's got to handle that with you. That's between you and him. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think nobody needs somebody stepping in like that, like uh, his attempt. You certainly aren't willing to do it for him. Um, I, he's my guy. He'll always be my guy. I'm loyal to him. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know, I that? said that. It's an outrage. 
There's nothing that you said that was an outrage, Fez. You were doing a disgusting act that grossed them out. Anyway, the important <laughs> thing is this. You okay, Earl? Yeah. You got fucking TB? No. Uh, I see been... you fucking like a lunger over there coughing in your own handkerchief. If he's got TB, then we all got TB now. Then we're Why? Fucked because it's contagious. TB's contagious. No, it isn't. Or else everyone in the whole planet would have had it. Well, no. Then when people get contagious, they quarantine them until they either die or get cured. Quarantine. You're said to the Poconos. It's not so bad. <laughs> really? I mean, oh, if shit, really, right? if most diseases were to go to the Poconos, I'd be fine with it. Now it sounds fun. Yeah. The important thing is we're all together, one way or another. Back together again. Because I think Alabama's going to win this, but with all you guys rooting for Notre Dame, I can't. Rude against you, non-Catholics. Oh, I'm I'm a Catholic. I'm just a bad Catholic. There's only two Catholics in this fucking room. Me and Barca. I was baptized. Wow. Baptized what? Catholic. I went to St. Patrick's Church, Long Island City, New York. <laughs> really? Say the Our Father for us. Our Father. Who was in heaven. Yeah. It's a good translation. He's good. He's there. He's got it. Long pause. That is your name. <laughs> so don't forget it. Which is done. On earth as it is in heaven. Perfect. Really? I, I'm going to, yeah. For judges score. Perfect. I struggled, but I nailed it, apparently. You nailed it. He really <laughs> nailed it. I mean, sure. <laughs> really nailed it. Why would you remember? Well, I You're think not Catholic. No, but we always said the uh, Our Father prayer. Why would you copy off the Catholics there? Oh, it was only... The things that the Lutherans got rid of uh, were... Um, well, everybody's a saint, so there was no praying to saints. Uh, praying directly to Jesus, they put in. And from what I learned last week... What do you mean week, they put in? You can pray directly to Jesus. I thought, I thought you only had to uh, could pray through saints or oh, the Mother Mary. You believe the way he talks? They make up shit about us. I appreciate that as a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I like shit to be fucking on point. Okay? I want to hear some rosemaries. Oh! <laughs> Rosaries... I couldn't tell you. I don't even know where to... What's the first Actually, line of a rosary? I, well, the, the Hail, I know the Hail Mary and the Memorare, but there's other prayers in there that I have no idea in those, the beads, what they are. I just like to carry the beads around and like a Madonna fan. You look good with that hat on, Hicks. Thank you. Thank you very much. Should we uh, turn our way to the pros now? Sure. Are you, you going to be able to help people win money? By picking I, I exactly. think these spreads, I mean, I'm looking at them, mm -hmm. and I, I think one is, I think, you got to bet the Irish here. I don't see Alabama, you know, just to finish up the college side, Barrett Jones is, you know, coming off an injury. Lewis Nix is going to be psyched up for the Irish, being a disruptive defensive line going against him. He's playing at home. You got Manti So 10 Tano points is crazy. Yeah, 9.5 points I think is nuts. Oh, yeah, give it to me all day. Would, then, would, would I be nuts to put Den G's down on this fucking game? Well, I'll be pissed if I lose ten. It years. depends what that means to your rest of your bank account. I do it. I fucking do it. I don't have know, fucking shit. If you're draining the bank, I would never advise that. But you know, hey, if you have twelve G's in the bank, absolutely. 
Really? So you're saying bet 80% or whatever of your money on this game? Absolutely. That's, wow. That is what I'm advising. Earl, would you put up the six, $16? <laughs> I got eight. <laughs> no, I think... Not all together, though. You're good for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, at least on the arm. You got eight out there. <laughs> yeah, it's coming in. Don't worry. Just fucking give me the action. I do think nine and a half is a lot of points, though. I think I think they, uh, the Irish are going to cover, and they're going to win the game. Oh, man. They're going to win outright. They're going to win outright. Wouldn't it be funny if they fucking lose the game, but they do cover, and you just see Irish people just fucking cheering and running the streets, <laughs> turning the cars be. over? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did it! Jerry, how drunk can you get if they fucking just get blasted? They don't cover this. You know, Jerry destroyed. told me an interesting thing the other night. And I'm glad to see that these two guys are getting along. Fez, how are you? It's nice, but let me just get back into this. Gay. Okay. You had to fucking cross, didn't you? I'm sorry. You had to <laughs> well, I didn't realize. No, I mean, it's up to you. If you I didn't realize you know. the ground. I'm actually interested in who Fez is picking in the game Monday night. <laughs> you know who he's picking. He's picking against. He's picking anti-gay. He's picking the Irish. He's picking. He's going along with the Pope. Anti-gay marriage. But uh, to get back to this, Barca never had a drink until he went to high school. I had a, cu- a couple drinks in high school and really didn't drink until the end of my freshman year in college. Yep. What, what kept you kept you from drinking? Uh, I, 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 you know, I had this. I don't know. I think, well, one is my grandfather on my mother's side was an alcoholic. Yeah. And so that kind of... Should have got you started. Some of my my brothers drank a little and that kind of was like, ah. I I didn't think, I I didn't think, I I think I was playing with the house's money to an extent. So I didn't want to screw up. So I'm like, I won't drink. I'm going to be straight edge, straight edge, straight edge. And um, Did you call yourself a straight edge and wear the little thing on your hand? No. No. No, only other people called me that. Only other people called me that. (laughs) I forgot. Like a shitload of it. So... Uh, but I was going to be that way. I was so goal focused on I'm going to go to Notre Dame and life's going to work out. And Did da, 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 da. It? Uh, I think it's pretty good, you know, not mm. perfect, but it's pretty good. I'm grateful for you know everything I got. Then you yeah. broke edge though. But then I did that, and it was a lot of fun. What made you start um, drinking? I uh, I get I just didn't view it the same way, and uh, I hung with kids who drank a lot, and sort of. You know, it was uh, it was like a summer course for me between my freshman year of college and my sophomore year of college of like, you know, drinking hard liquor and you know, beers and funneling beers and stuff like that. Where Herb. I was, no, never meth, never, never, never any you know illicit E-bones. drug or anything like that. How about illicit drugs? <laughs> I guess if I knew what they were, I'd probably have. I'm like eating some fucking roofies. Never. Never any, uh, you know, never any drugs. But I, it was funny. I, I, I was telling you that I went to college and I thought Notre Dame football players, I had this, you know, what a skewed view I had. I thought they were this, you know, to be an athlete at Notre Dame, they must be this specimen and they must treat their body like a, like a temple and a sacred thing. And they must never drink or never smoke and, you know, not party. They must work out a ton. And, and I quickly learned that wasn't the case. And there was the uh, first shattered myth of uh, my sports heroes. Which then made it okay to drink, I guess. All right, let me read some of the stuff that's going up on the iBank today. Um, you're fucking crazy. Bama wins by 28. Whoa. S- uh, Saban runs up to score because he's Satan. <laughs> I agree um, on the Satan part for Saban. This says, what makes uh, Jerry more uncomfortable? 
Fez making out on the couch or Hicks attempt at prayer. They're both bad. <laughs> uh, is Jerry going to insist that Earl and Fez make out? Bama breaks away, wins by two TDs. This is good. Kiss of death. Pepper predicts your team. Oh, do you remember <laughs> the fucking heat? Huh? No, I guess you didn't. Euro Cup. Predicted that, too. You did? I predicted every Notre Dame win this season. You predicted <laughs> that they would have a Euro Cup. No, I predicted Spain was going to win. I took Spain in that. So it's not all just fucking everything's I've shit. Never, I've never been to Spain, um, but I've been to Arizona. No, Oklahoma, not Arizona. What does it matter? Anyway, let's get back into what were we talking about? Oh, you refused to drink when you were a kid. Yeah. Until something happened. You saw something. You felt something. I, I guess I, you know, probably people were having fun. That's true. <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> Who wants to be the unfun? Because you can't have fun when you're straight. Well, Earl, you're you're fucking straight edge, right? You've never had a drink in your life. Um, I drink very little. That it being like never binge drank or I mean, do you drink more than one beer in a night? No. Earl would always do this when we would go out. Everybody else would be drinking. And Earl would tie a Heineken to his dick and walk around. He said that made him feel better. A cold Heineken. He would take a belt, wrap it around his dick with it. Um, here says uh, Notre Dame 27, Bama 0. Uh, Jerry's boy just said, hey, Ron, what the fuck? How many football players will have long hair or dreadlocks next season? Now, the dreadlock thing, I'm going to bring you up, Earl. You see so many pro football players with dreads, right? Yeah. Yet you never see that look on the street. Why is it only a pro football look? No idea. Because wouldn't you think it would be a hindrance on the field to a certain degree? No, I would, yeah. Because, you know... Somebody grab you by the fucking locks. Yeah, you can grab by... I mean, and it's not... I don't know if it's... I mean, is that a legal move if you grab by the locks? Because technically it's part of the jersey. Would that be... How's that part of the jersey? It's, it's part it's, of your, it's your fucking hair. No, I mean, if it's going down to, like, the shoulder length, and if you, mm -hmm. you just happen to grab a part of the lock, and you're, like, you're tugging at the guy's Why head. You, you can do it. One is, I think it looks cool. Let's really? be honest. Yeah, to a degree, it looks cool. Um, you don't really have the dark visors anymore, but, you know, think of Ricky Williams when he did that. Yeah, he looked um, ridiculous. <laughs> I, I would think some people, it looks cool, like the uh, Clay Matthews. He's got the ponytail, the long hair. Um, I mean, uh, the Steelers safety, Palomau, uh, that I probably just butchered his name, but he uh, he made money off his hair. Yeah, uh, but he's not wearing dreads. He has long hair. Yeah, well, they, they do get pulled out, and they get pulled out when they're in piles and stuff like that. Other players will pull them out. You know, Ricky Williams did talk about that, but it's perfectly legal. But I think it does, I, I don't know, to an extent it looks cool. It differentiates them from other players on the field. They're trying to market themselves. Uh, did the 1960s Mighty Hercules cartoon ever air in the United States? If so, why doesn't anyone call uh, Hicks Newton? Well, no, it never did uh, run here. But sometimes when Hicks will say, Hey, Herc, hey, Herc, that's me, that's me, Newton. Uh, we go, what are you doing? And he goes, it's just something he found out from British people. Uh, so your thing is, Earl, you hate it, Barker loves it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Not at all. I mean, it just, you know, you either you tire, you put it on, you do something with it, but don't let it hang out all over the yeah, field. Yeah, just stifle the self-expression. 
Just like Roger Goodell. How's yeah. the self-expression of every fucking single wide receiver is doing it now? <laughs> Not every and single one. Cornerbacks <laughs> have it now. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something cool with your hair, fro. <laughs> Go to Oscar Gamble. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I just find it odd that no one on the street does it, and yet you see it in the NFL. You don't see it in basketball. You don't see it in baseball. Yeah, you don't just we, see it in football. And the guys who do have it in basketball, they have it tied. They don't have it hanging out. They, they look respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think they would they you would see more on the field though if something got pulled out that you'd see it in a player's hand after a play or it just laying there on the field. They zoom in every time someone's mouthpiece goes flying off or a shoe comes off or the helmet, even a helmet. So I don't know. I just think it's it, it, it's an un, it's more of a distraction than anything else. It is a distraction. All right, won't we break here and we get back? We will uh, talk pro football. And you'll give us the locks. Everybody can make a lot of money with you. Yeah. Get the mortgage payments ready and putting them on these games this weekend. Make back Do you feel that money. good about it? I just, the, some of the spreads, we'll get it, you know, let's wait till we get back. But some of these spreads are just, uh, I, I looked at them, I, it's crazy. So you're going to be taking the dogs. You're going to be dogging all weekend. I think people are snake bit by a really wacky NFL year. But if you're looking at teams from November on, it's a, it's a different NFL season, and these are different NFL teams. All right, we'll be right back with us. Uh, your chance to make a ton of money yes. on a fest show. The bravest man in the universe. Is the one who has forgiven first the bravest man in the universe. So, Ron Fez show, bravest man in the universe is here today, Jerry Barkin. Walking back into this room after the disgusting things that he's seen take place, and now telling people to bet their mortgage money. Because it's another bark of lockdown. That's right, baby. All right, let's go through the games uh, this weekend. Chris Stanley, what is the first game on Saturday? Saturday, 4.30 p.m., Cincinnati Bengals at the Houston Texans. Uh, and it's uh, four? Cincinnati getting four? Cincinnati, four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Jerry Barker, which way are you betting? You know I love the Texans. I know you do. I, I loved them last year. The I talked about J.J. Watt last year before mm-hmm. he exploded on the scene, and they've been they have a great record, twelve and four. But they have backed their way into the playoffs, and that's a yeah, huge. Yeah, they backed too far into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, and that's a huge concern. Their biggest win uh, against a quality opponent came in Week Three at Denver. Other than that. If you want to talk about beating a Jason Campbell Bears team on a Sunday night in that dreary awfulness in Chicago, that's not a marquee win. You're not right. facing Jay Cutler. Bum time. Um, so I, 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 you're getting four and a half. Andy Dalton's on the road in the playoffs. That team is pretty hot, and they've played. They they lost two games since November. Their two losses. They're six and two. Their two losses are by a total of three points. So that Cincinnati team is hot. So I, you, you're getting the points, and you're taking Cincinnati. Oh, shit. What are you doing, Chris? I like it. I like the Bengals. I think Dalton fucking throws it up. Just the Texans secondary. And he has A.J. Green. A.J. Green's going to fucking run all day. Earl, what are you betting? 
I am going to go Houston. I think they're going to finally get over the hump, win a big game. Um, they're going to, if they can establish the run, that's it. It's lights out. This will be the biggest win in the history of their goddamn city. <laughs> yeah. Going all the way back, seriously. To, to the, the Oilers. Oilers, yeah. Uh, Vezzy? I am now taking the Texans. Oh! Giving Early, up the four and a half at home. Earlier today, you had Cincinnati. Yeah, and I've thought about it since then. I thought that was a lock. Now I've just, now that I've had time to think, I think it's the Texans. Surprising. All right. I, the Texans could win the game, but take those points. That's Give what I'm me. saying. Give it to me. And you're saying they, they win going away? Yeah, they'll cover the four and a half. You say they win going away? Yeah, they're going to cover. You know, by the way, uh, we brought up the Oilers. Earlier off the air, you mentioned Earl Campbell's name. To see him this year in the chair at the Heisman was one of the worst things I ever saw in my life. Because one of the most scary human beings mm-hmm. in my life was was Earl Campbell. I mean, I'm I'm not calling him the Mike Tyson of football, <laughs> but people were afraid of him like they were of Tyson for a while. You did not want to face, especially at home, especially on the carpet. Yeah, you didn't want him to stay in bounds. Yeah. You wanted him, for whatever reason, to get close enough to the sidelines that you could push him out of bounds because you did not want that thing to end in a fight. And look what it's done to his body. Football's an ugly sport. All right, Saturday night game. 8 p.m. Saturday night, Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Packers favored by 7.5. 7.5 seven is a lot of points, my friend. What do you got, Jerry? The Packers are, they haven't had a 100-yard rusher in, what, like 43 games or something mm-hmm. like that. And the the biggest, it, it, it concerns me, they don't have a running game. I don't know how they continue to win without a running game. When they made their Super Bowl run, they had Starks come in, he had a great 100-yard game, and that at least put the fear in other teams that they had to defend him. I don't see the, the Packers, I see the Packers winning this game, but not by, they're not going to cover Absolutely so you take not. The Vikings. Yeah, I take the I take the Vikings. I think you know, Adrian Peterson's having a phenomenal year. The one thing about two thousand yard rushers outside of Terrell Davis, they either didn't make the playoffs or they lost the three times they entered the playoffs in the first round. So the only time they won is Terrell Davis, John Elway as a two thousand yard rusher. I don't see the Vikings winning the game, but I don't see the Packers being able to beat them by more than seven and a half points. Chris Stanley. Give me the Packers. They're fucking Minnesota Vikings tired. They blew You're giving up the points. Giving up the points. Fucking pack. Uh, the Vikings blew their load last week. That game was fu- the shit. They blew it. They fucking left it out there. They're going into fucking Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is going to light it up. Uh, let's go over to Earl. Packers. Um, they're going to force force the Vikings to throw the football, which they cannot do. And nobody is going. I bring in an expert in <laughs> to help you guys win money. And you bet against him. That's what the Bengals. Um, Fez, where's the smart money on? To the to Green Bay. The Packers covering the seven and a half at Lambeau in the playoffs in the cold. It's uh, the Vikings. Good to see you with Jerry Barker. I thought this was going to be a bit where you were going against Jerry no matter what he picked. But 
No, he's going against me. Oh, he is going he's against going, you. I, I said the yeah, Packers win the game. Vikings. The oh, Packers okay, win the game. I missed that. But the Vikings, that. the yeah. Vikings. Um, oh, because I thought that you were running a gimmick, but you you seem like you're thinking this thing out. So you're the only Vikings guy. I'm, I'm the only experts. Vikings guy. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I, I think Lambeau has lost. When Michael Vick beat them and they finally lost in the postseason, it's lost a bit of its luster. I mean, they lost to the Giants at home a couple Absolutely. times since then um, <laughs> I, when the Giants won their Super Bowls. And... You know, it's. I think it's going to be a tight game. Well, let's face it, though. That whole Lambo thing went back to the '60s. Then they took fucking forever two to decades get. <laughs> yeah. off. You know, so this thing of like we haven't lost in the playoffs since. Well, you hadn't been there since you had fucking Bart Starr. <laughs> Shit fell apart. Yeah, you can't sit around and act like going all the way back to 1958 your fucking coaches weren't even born when people this feared Lynn Dickey people feared Lynn Dickey if he ever yeah. got in the playoffs they were yeah. worried about him and Paul Kaufman the yeah. tight end that's true <laughs> alright so you're standing alone against the other three experts I just told you that that he is going to make us all money because unlike you Ham and Eggers yeah. he's, <laughs> si- he's the Nate Silver a professional football. Whoa, I don't know if that. I don't Maybe know if I'm else. deserving of that. I, not the gay part. He's gay. Yeah, uh, not the gay part. Seriously. Uh, thoughtless, Jerry. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe I know. Slip back to the uh, Hicks hates gays. <laughs> they disgust you, right? Disturbing, like the Russian rape porn. It makes me want to vomit. Right. And I'm freaked out. See, I'm different. It. I'm progressive. My friend is gay. So, and Earl, and you, you've always been there, girl. Earl, you pro or you anti-gay marriage? You know what? P- let people do what they want to do. Mm. Let right, them do. Then, then marry don't, a dude. Don't. That's what you fucking want so Never. Much. I'll never marry a dude. <laughs> never. All right? But if you wanted to. No, dude. If you want to. I would never fucking sacrifice my morals. You would marry Tito Beveridge if it meant you would get a lifetime supply. Oh, Tito's is pretty good. Tito's last name is Beveridge? Yes. Oddly enough. That is very strange. All right. Let's, by the way. Tito is not gay. No. So I, I could never marry Tito. He wouldn't want me to marry him. Uh, where were we? Oh, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, 1 p.m. game. Indianapolis Colts of the Baltimore Ravens. They're called the Colts now? The Colts. The Colts? Colts. 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 There we go. <laughs> Moving into an O sound. Yeah, but I'm going to have Jerry Barker go with this because basically... I consider this game Baltimore versus Cleveland. I don't <laughs> recognize the two cities. So to me, um, you look at this and Cleveland is traveling into Baltimore to play this game. Not the game that you've got lined up. Uh, who are you picking, Ravens or Colts? I, this, the, I think the Sunday games are a bit of a, bit of a, a tougher call. I think a bit of a letdown for you. You know, I, I just think it, it, it's it's hey, tough Bob. to look if uh, if Flacco Flacco's an interesting quarterback. He's not someone that goes out and loses games for you, but he's yet to be a guy that you can give the ball and say, "Go win this game, Joe Flacco." And I wonder if you know Ray Lewis's career will get. Flackoed of some sort, where he plays a nondescript game and they just can't pull it off. I do think you know Andrew Luck on the road as a rookie. Ravens getting six and a half points. Six and a half. I thought it was is they're giving. They're giving, giving six. six yeah. Game, yeah, I thought it was seven. Uh, six and a half. I, I think if you can if you get the line at seven, you got to go Colts. The um, 
because the Ravens, in 10 of their 16 games, it's been a touchdown or less. They've been decided by a touchdown or less, win or lose. So they've played tight games all year. They've certainly been bad heading into the playoffs outside of a couple games. I mean, since November, they're not. They were steamrolling through the league, and they're not. So again, I'm taking the road dog, getting seven and a half, or getting getting seven or six and a half. I'll take it either way. You'll take it no matter how. It'll straight up. You'd actually take. Nah, I don't think straight up. I think there's an emo- I think the Ravens are an old team. They're not the Ravens. You know, we remember from a few years back. I don't even remember them. Exactly. But that defense is older. Ray Rice hasn't found a rhythm this year. I don't expect to see that in the playoffs now. And I think the Colts are an inspired team. I think the Ravens will be inspired for Ray Lewis. But you know what? We thought they'd be inspired last year, playing at home against the Patriots, and we saw what happened there. Chris Stanley, you said you'd suck a dick for booze. Is that still true? <laughs> when did I say that? Oh, Fez said it about and he's always been right. Give me the calls. <laughs> Give me the calls. Lock it up. They're going to win. They're going to cover. All that now, shit. Just so you know, this is not the Colt 45s. So don't be cheering for beer. I, I could have one as I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's delicious. I love malt liquor. It's refreshing, isn't it? It's great. The way it, just the taste of it. And it has like more alcohol in it than other beers. So both of you guys together with the Colts yeah. here, right? Hell yeah. Right, Team Catholic. Team Catholic. Let's go over to a man who loves football but hates white people, our own black <laughs> Earl Douglas. Earl you said if you had the opportunity, you'd, you'd kill a white man. And Earl actually said this. He goes, I'd kill a white baby coming out of its mother. That's how much I hate them. So, Fucking racist. Is he racist or is he, he have kill- a... I mean, I don't know whether you saw Django. I did. But it seems like he's got a right to go around and shoot all of us. Come on. So I go ahead, Earl. I'm picking the Ravens. Oh. Ravens will cover. And it's going to be... Ray Rice and nothing but Ray Rice. They are going to ram Ray Rice down their throats. The Colts can't stop the run. They have a, a solid running back in Ray Rice. This is how you get a quarterback who doesn't win. This nec- is how you do it. You know, you, you take the game out of his hands, and you're going to give the you know a lot heavy on the running game, heavy right. on play action, low percentage passes. Keep the Colts' offense off the field, sustain yeah. drives, get points. No, They're you're going to be eating Ray Rice and Beans all weekend? <laughs> well, what about Chuck way? Strong? That's what I'd say to you, Chuck Strong. Yeah, what about Chuck Strong? Yeah, Chuck you Strong. You hate him, huh? You hate Chuck Strong? No, I just, I just don't think they're going to win the game. I, 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 I've never been sold on the Colts all year. So You have been. I have not been. You, because they're white QB. <laughs> hate those crackers, don't I really, you? I, I always root against the Colts. I think they're a fucking hideous organization, and the world's worst family has owned that fucking team. Drunk dad, drunk kid. Somehow they end up with a billion dollars. I don't even get it. <laughs> Tell us how you really but, feel about their No, players. if a fucking comet hit this planet, I would want it to hit that Earthsafe family, including the fucking grave of the dead. And that's nothing against you people in Indianapolis, but you will all be killed as well with your bland fucking food. It's like getting nuked. They're just going to be fucking vaporized. They are obsessed about that team. I went When I went there, I left on a Sunday on game day. Yeah. All the airport officials were wearing Colts jerseys. Well, when you got to Indianapolis, everyone was yelling, hey, it's Tony Dungy. No. Because they was <laughs> the, the only black guy they knew. <laughs> But I'm going Ravens. Ravens. All right. Well, you're actually chanting it now. 
I like your attitude. Uh, Fez Watley, which way are you going? I am going Ravens. Ravens okay. to cover. You are. You are. This is, uh, I was right earlier. When I thought you meant a lot to me that you were putting your head above the game, but no, it's just anti-Barkas stuff. The Colts' dream season comes to an end. The fact that they got to the playoffs is enough for their coach. Uh, it's, he hasn't said that. He said, let's keep going. It's yeah. a tribute <laughs> to my low white cells or whatever. <laughs> This is awesome, I feel. And Ursay saying it's time to feed the monster has just put them in a horrible position. I forget. I mean, you see, it's only we're hearing about that. I bet they got to hear it every fucking day. They're out practicing. Feed the monster, boys! Or I'll fucking move this team out at 3 o'clock in the morning. Curling a pint of whiskey out of the fucking field. He's just fucking sitting there jacking at his Rob Lowe poster. He's like this. Oh, Rob. I des I despise most owners, but him the most. Remember when Lowe tweeted out that guaranteed Peyton's out, and he was he right. He was right. He was right. <laughs> he was fucking that right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's because a drunk told him in the middle of the yeah. night. <laughs> Rob, it's yeah. Urs. Okay, you, you sound drunk. So <laughs> you're fucking drunk. I know. I'm sober. You're waking me up. Well, I'm calling you on a gold phone. Does that sound drunk? It sounds pretty cool, bud. The best job I ever got would be when my dad died. Yeah, that's then not, I got the cold. It's not really. You just got inherited something. It's not so much. We a job. used to live in Baltimore. Yeah, we used to live in Baltimore. We don't know. He took the team. Yeah, he took the team away. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna hang up now, Earth, because uh, you woke me up in the middle of the night. Brad Pack. Yeah, that's yeah, I was. I was part of in the eighties. No, it was fun. It's right, enough of the give and take. Oh, okay. Please to do that. All right, uh, last game Sunday night. Actually, Sunday afternoon, four thirty p.m. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Sunday afternoon. That's yeah. afternoon, right? Four thirty. Supposed to do Sunday night. Watch fucking Showtime. It's weird. Seattle Seahawks at the Washington Redskins. Redskins are plus three at home. Well, a home dog. Home dog to a team that is three and five on the road. What up? Uh, it's absolutely shocking to me that, that that's the line. Uh, the Seattle defense is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and they keep proving me wrong. I, I don't want to believe in Seattle. I haven't wanted to believe in them all year. You hate their coach. I respect their coach. Really? Because I remember on the show you said this is oh, the year that's right. that he is outed as a college coach. Yes, masquerading exactly as a how pro, I said it. As a pro coach. Son of a bitch. Well, I always remember you saying that. Yes. Every time I see them run. <laughs> every time you see them run up 50 <laughs> points on the road in Buffalo or something like that. Yes. You know, you're right. All right. So let me re recant that. I actually don't like their coach. In the eyes. In the eyes. He's proven me wrong, as is Russell Wilson. Uh, everybody, this Russell I'm still Wilson. Trying to figure him out. I mean, it, it's crazy. I was still. T I was talking to some people at Wisconsin, and this was the anecdote they gave me. They're like, "Well, you know, when when he used to run, we used to run plays like a, a trap play to the left. He'd swing around to the right and yell, reverse, reverse.' And I'm like, really? That's that's what it takes to be a good quarterback. Mm. But there, there obviously is something intangible about his leadership ability, and he can make plays. RG3 is a great player. Is he? 
I think for as long as his body can go, he'll be a great player. His body hasn't even lasted his rookie season. I know. So the guy's we, we might get three, around. four years. He's already not playing the way he did the beginning of the year. That's the sad thing. You're already looking at this guy looking like, oh, I remember back in the day, he used to really be something to look at. Two and done. That's it. Two and done. Wow. Well, I, I got to say, in this game, I, I believe – the Redskins are taking it to the home team. You're getting, you get, you're at home and you're getting three points. Mm-hmm. They're taking it in, in, in a in what should be. By the way, while you're bragging game. about them being home, did you see how many Dallas fans got in that fucking stadium last week? I was shocked. So you know you're stub hubbing them. You <laughs> yeah. know where they're sitting. Your fucking fans are selling seats. Shame on you, Washington. I was shocked that there's that many Cowboy fans actually still interested in that team. There's still six thousand tickets much available for that game. So there's it. what six thousand of tickets no available way, for that really? game. The ESPN puts the fucking list of them. Uh, no mortgage payment on that game. Tickets right, are no mortgage payment on that for game. each game. Like, just about this 2, is the 000. one game you'd stay away from if you. Uh... Yeah, because in my, I, I'm surprised that they're getting three points. That's what kind of freaks me out about it. Because I think Seattle's capable of uh, winning this game. You know, but I thought doesn't that it seem like one of those deals out. when you're hearing that? That they may, it's almost like they're saying, bet the Redskins. Like Absolutely. Three points. And that makes you be like, well, why? What do you fucking know? This is too weirdly obvious. You know yeah. what I mean? You're a narc, motherfucker. <laughs> I just figured it out. You're a narc. You're not my friend. Uh, Hicks, I'm going to be very interested to see whether you go with Bark in the Skins this time or against. I call this the lock of the week earlier in the show. Lock of the week. Give me. The fucking skins at home. Give me them points. I really doubt them. Give it all to me. Come on. I want it. All right. I want it so bad. Okay. Stop Make that fucking it. money. <laughs> now, by the way, I know you haven't seen a lot of Seattle fucking play this year. You know what? Also, Seattle's fucked me last week by not covering that 11 and a half, fucking half. That's so the I, first time they haven't covered in seven weeks. Yeah, because I fucking bet on them. Yes, and now you're betting on the skins. Yeah, but I bet the skins Fuck two weeks it. beforehand. They covered. Earl, what do you got? Uh, I'm going with Seattle. I mean, I think um, RG three is banged up, and if he go, if he's not effective, they don't play well. Vince Young, Vince Young, Vince Young, Vince Young. By the way, you're, you're betting on him. You're betting on Vince Young. I'm fine. This week. I don't care. Kirk Cousins, baby, went into went into Cleveland and came out with a victory. And the defense is starting to – defense wins championships. They have they have a solid defense. Since when? <laughs> Giants. Defense, solid defense. They're playing They're playing fast and loose. They don't they, – they, they're having fun. They look like they're having fun. I think the Redskins are going to be tight. And, I mean, first home – when's the last time they were in the playoffs, and especially at home? So I think – Seattle, I think it's going to be an easy game. It's going to be like a you know, two-touchdown win. Fuck. Wow. That fucks my head up. Two That's touchdowns on the road yeah. against a team that runs the ball yeah, like crazy. Uh-huh. That's exactly what he's saying. I'm going to leave it up to Fez Watley. I am going with the road favorite Seattle Seahawks. <gasps> Give up the three points in Washington. I've always been a huge Pete Carroll fan. Always said if he could just get back in the pros, he'd show us what he was made of. And has he? This year with the Seahawks, yes. Um, wow. I'm going to agree with those guys, too. 
Really, I've never believed in the Redskins all year, and I refuse to. I refuse to believe that they're enjoying the season as much as they are. Uh, RG3, I turned around on him, but seeing him hurt already, it's very yeah. weird to see. Very weird to see him looking old at the end of this first season. <laughs> I mean, he was just like gangling along. He was really gimpy in that yeah, he was. game. And there was chances he had to run. They left lanes open just laughing about it. Like, here, here's seven free yards, and he wouldn't fucking take it. He wouldn't take it. Give it to Morris. It's fine. Everything's going to work out. That kid's been a shocker, too. Yeah, ridiculous. No one saw him yeah. coming. 1,600-plus yards as a rookie. Shanahan, as his coach, that bullshit running back like a mini garbage. I hate Shanahan, too. Yeah, Shanahan's an asshole. <laughs> I always I know, and, hated that really fucking guy's a dick. Do you really want to root for Danny Snyder? No, I can't. I can't work. Yeah, that is tough. Shanahan Snyder. Tough. Shanahan Snyder. That's fucking what he yells out every time he comes, isn't it, Hicks? I, no. No. Snyder pretzels are good. Do you have any? No. Rolls gold. No Snyder. What kind of pizza are we getting anyway? Does anybody even know? <sighs> Try to get some Uncle Paul's. <laughs> That's the go-to now, man. I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right, so let's go over for the people at home. Give us your four lockdown. Well, five, really, because you're picking Notre Dame as a lock. Yes. So what are the rest of your So we got the Irish on Monday night. It's where you're going to make your money back in case I slip a little here in you're the NFL. That's right. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, Chris. Yeah, never think that way. You're yeah. five and oh. Yeah. Um, we got... In the early game on Saturday, we're going with the Bengals on the road, getting four and a half. That night in Lambeau Walk Field. Like an Egyptian. Um, and we got the Vikings getting seven in Lambeau with the newly married Christian Ponder getting it done somewhat. Uh, but the Packers taking that game. We got the Colts on the road getting six and a half. And the home dog. Redskins and RG3 and Mike Shanahan and that offense getting a playoff win for that city of D.C. And you're going to run the table. You're sure of it. I'm pretty much positive. Sounds like what a about this? If you if you go 0-5, mm-hmm. would you make out with Chris Stanley? <laughs> no. Half an hour? no. So that, no. No. that means you're not so positive. <laughs> I mean, you're you're mortgage, not... You bet your mortgage. I can't make that bet. That's disgusting, huh? Yeah, it is. And that's zero and five. If you got one right, you don't understand how disgusting this is for him. That'd be like betting your baby's life. You know, I mean, you just don't do those kind of things. It's just not smart. Put a gun to a baby's head? No. I've done it before. <laughs> I've said in my book, yes, I killed this fucking baby. I don't care. Fuck, man. It's wild. Yeah, but you can always make more babies, even when you don't want to. Like Jerry will back me up there. <laughs> Even when you don't want to, they come out. Two at a time. How many twins have you had now? Just just the one set. How many kids you got all together? Four. Jesus Christ. You got mad kids, Jerry. Yeah. And I'm pretty much off caffeine, too. Well, Earl comes from a family of 70. <sighs> eight. 78? Eight, eight, eight. Your pop's got to wrap it up, dog. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to put a hard hat on the end of his dick. 
Forget a condom. I had to go back and sew your mom's vagina up so the rest of your kids can eat. Do you think that's what keeps black poverty going? The fact that you guys refuse to acknowledge birth control? <laughs> I don't know. We like, we, we. Do you we know like... that something like 95% of black children are raised in a one parent situation? And that parent's on crack, the one that they do have? I didn't know that. I... We're down to one crackhead families in the black communities. You need two crackheads to build that home correctly. Come on, man. One of them to fucking collect the money and the other one to lower the bucket of crack out the <laughs> That was the greatest invention of all time. I ain't coming down. I'll lower the fucking bucket down. You can put your cash in it. Because my feeling was this. I'd rather you fucking did that. I don't want you standing close enough to shoot me. <laughs> it's weird. Weird or good? Uh, look up to see what percentage of black uh, families are single families. If it's less than 100, I'll be shocked. Less than 100%. I think, I think 95 is a good percentage. 72%. Now, they're supposed to be the religious people, too, black people, right? They're more religious than white. In Why theory, can't you stay yes. together? Black men? <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like the whole idea, once you... You know, you you have the baby. It seems to be the end of the process, the end of the relationship somehow in terms of it used to be, you know, got a woman pregnant and got married. Mm -hmm. Now it's just like, okay, <laughs> we're going to have a baby and that'll be that. And I don't know. But I it can't never explain. was that way for black people, right? No, it was always you got married. And then you, then dad left. <laughs> and then, you, the then you left. Then the father would leave. But, that, but I don't know. I can't explain it. You're going to have to. You're going to have to make us fucking figure that 70, out. It's only, I thought it would be a lot higher, quite honestly. You would think that you would be able to walk around and be with a lot of black uh, women if you wanted to. Oh, hell yeah. But Earl actually said this. He said to me, and he was drinking a little bit. He said, Ron, <laughs> I'd step over a Halle Berry to get to a one-legged fat white woman. Man, it's Halle Berry, dude. He doesn't fucking care. His symbol She's even light -skinned, yeah. is white. He's got to have white. When's the last time you went out with a woman of color? Ooh. Uh, Thank you. That's plenty right there. <laughs> When's the last time you went out with a white girl this morning? No. <laughs> the last porn star's titty jerked her off on, too. White. Black or white? White. Yeah. What was her name again? Bree Olsen. Have you gone back and jacked to her since? No, I mean, liar. I mean, you just turn it on, going, "Oh yeah, I remember jacking on you before." <laughs> You're lying. No, I'm not. I don't think Barker wouldn't have walked out that day. Oh no, he would have fucking been shooting video. <laughs> Probably. So I'm saving this for later. Black on blondes. All right, now while I have both you guys here, I want to apologize for that fucking joke that I thought was going to be funny, that turned into well, you embarrassed you guys. Yeah, I was real. I I. You're, I wasn't embarrassed by the act. I have nothing to be embarrassed about there. It's Paulo. <laughs> I was embarrassed that... It's really disgusting. ...that someone who had said they were open-minded turned out to be... I got embarrassed in my own studio. Well, you're, what you do and what you like and what you think is normal is disgusting to a lot of people. I learned that now, the hard way. You, the thing is, you're going to find through life, not everybody is progressive as me. Friend of the gays, yep. the blacks, the Jews. Always. That is me. 
fucking cutting edge right there. A lot, you're going to look over there. White supremacists. Mm-hmm. WP. <laughs> and a Catholic, like Jerry Barkett. Yeah. So I mean, do you think, like, when I finally couldn't keep it in any longer and had to Come. tell someone that I was gay, right? do you think I would have run to a Chris Stanley No. and said that? He would have gagged. Yeah, yeah, I would have gotten. It was even on Earl, Fifth Avenue. I would have gotten pushed out in traffic. Even Earl, a minority, you said you would gag if you thought about gay sex. No, I gagged when when you talked about puking and then, and come. Yeah, Garden, So yeah. that's where do you think they come from? It's gay sex. Sometimes, the, yes. The point of this, Fez, if we learn anything, and I apologize to you, Jerry, and I apologize to you, Fez, for, but I'm glad that you were exposed the way the world thinks about you. Yeah, I mean, when I did come out, Earl was one of the very few people that I didn't hear from. I heard right. from everybody. You never heard from And me. then Earl did say, not long after that, he did not believe in gay marriage because it was against the Bible. Right. Well, Fez, I I've said this to you. I said this about you numerous times. I'm like Fez Watley's the bravest man I know. Why is he brave? Because I'm just being who what I is, am. What no, is brave? No, I mean, well, knowing that he can discuss people. No, not discuss people, but I mean, you no, know, you're being you're being honest with yourself. And How is that brave? I think it's brave. Well, you know what? Earl's brave. He walks outside with a black face. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. He's right. so fucking brave. Walking around white people when he's so black. Well, my my. Uh, no, Ron, I'm brave. I'm the abhorrent ogre who dared to show his face in the village while I know everyone has torches. You know who's brave? HTG for walking around like such a Jew. That's. You see ballsy. what you're doing there, Earl? And you say, you Earl, never... I would never say you were brave for being black. No, I'm, I'm, I'm but I mean, I'm. Let me let me rephrase that, Fez. Fez, I no, I love no, Fez. Fez, go ahead. Fez, I, did you know, he I not love contact you for real? No, he didn't. Why but, didn't you, Earl? I didn't not not back him. I was. I think, Why didn't you contact him? Keep no. Freaks out. I get it. WP man. No, I you didn't I, want anybody to think that you were a homo. No, not at all. I, I have no, and, and I have no problem with it. None at all. I've never. I was like, I love you guys. I will love you guys forever. Sexually, <laughs> not sexually. Of course but not. I'm, not. Saying, of course but I'm just saying, but yeah, it's, so it's not unconditional. No, the condition is you over there on your side. Yeah, there's a, actually no. seems to be a lot of conditions. No. He wants to keep you down in the getmo, the homo ghetto, getmo. Oh God! Must be like a well-made fucking ghetto. You know when you'll be able to relax, Earl? When Fez is dead from AIDS. No. And you can finally react. That's what will be. He'll be dancing, having a good old time. No, I will. I will and then be, it'll be he got what was coming to no, him. No, I, I will be coming at, in him. I'll be absolutely oh, devastated yeah, yeah. over and over hey. again. Yeah. Uh. The picture contest winner is up. It was a runaway fucking giant thing. No one could compete with little girls with a deer head. They won by a landslide. Nice. That's Michael. Big, big winner there. Filter Excellence is up. One of the greatest documentary series of all time. It's now 56 up. They started at 7 up. Back in England, he had kids, seven or however many kids, that were seven years old. And he interviewed him on what it was like to be baby boomer, blah, 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 England. 
He came back when he was 14, came back when they were 21, 28, 35, 42, 49. We're now uh, 56 up. It's a Shit. fucking remarkable thing. If you ever sit down and watch this, you watch these same kids every seven years till now they're middle-aged and starting to have mortality talks. You know? And you've been fo- you can sit down in one week and watch one a day. And follow them since they were children. It's really, really remarkable. Um, Earl, this is something that you picked. Uh, Brooklyn Battle for Soul. What's that all about? Um, it's about the the changing nature of Brooklyn. And it's from the perspective. It's unique in the, in the sense that the director was, is in a sense, a gentrifier. She came in from another place and kind of was part of. She was kind of part of the problem, if mm-hmm. there is a problem. And she's kind of, and she talks to everyone, whether it's local people, whether it's people who have moved in, businesses that, local businesses, corporate businesses that have moved in. And they're looking at this whole battle of how, you know, what's going to, what Brooklyn's going to look like well, for here, the future. You know, this happens in every kind of poor neighborhood. You're always trying to bring in money. Oh, we want to get business in here. We want to get the neighborhood doing. And as soon as that happens, they push out the people. Who were living there forever, i.e., black people. Yeah, the, um, one of the key parts of this movie is they talk about the Fulton Street Mall and how the city wanted to overhaul it, even though it was like the third biggest um, revenue generator in the country. Right. And it was like all local businesses, all people from the area, all mostly black, Latino, you know, some Asian. And they're trying to push him out for, you know, big corporate, you know, the, the right. targets of the world and, and stuff they're like that. They're always trouble. Stuff like that. I got that. a lot of fucking 7-Elevens coming into my uh, neighborhood, and people bitch about them like they were Dominicans. They're like, you fucking believe it? 7-Eleven is around here? People are just grossed out by it. Yeah, so the the, the centerpiece of that movie is how the city wanted to kind of re, you know, reinvest in it but also push all those local businesses out and bring and bring in all these that's you know, the big problem chains. it's always the problem now earl did plymouth rock land on you or did you land on plymouth rock <laughs> the, 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 probably a little bit of both but it, hmm. uh the other movies out is one that hicks is a giant fan of uh, on dvd now killer joe killer joe use a movie you have to fucking watch mcconaughey is amazing in it gina gershon we had in the show remote it was fucking great um it's the last ten minutes of this movie is a mind fuck. I my mouth was just a gape. A gape. You liked it? I loved shit. it. I thought I thought it was one of the best movies of the year. Do you think all white people act like that when you're watching? <laughs> you're like, finally, a movie about white people. Because that meant, that is the great white slide movie. That's the most embarrassing white movie it, ever. And believable. You have to go said. back to Baby Doll before you finally <laughs> said. Nothing has been and this bad. There's little elements of that of Baby Doll in this movie. You think? Little, and it it's from frame one to the last. The like you said, the last ten minutes. You're like, what is? I was I saw it in the theater. And people were like, some guy, some people walked out. Some people were just like, uh, I could see that as a walkout. Thing. Some people were like, this this is this is too <laughs> over the top. I'm walking out. And other people were like. Leaning over like this, like, what am I watching here? This is like, it was so This is the weirdest thing. We saw that in the screening room, and Hicks was 
sitting right next to Rex Reed the whole time, yeah. who you know hated it. And I was cracking up. First of all, I couldn't stop laughing thinking Hicks is sitting next to Rex Reed. And they're sharing a fucking elbow plate thing. Uh, let me tell you this. Rex Reed watched a lot of the movie with his hands over his fucking chest because Hicks doesn't share. Oh, I dominated that fucking thing. Right, I did. Um, Hicks, one of your favorite bands of all time. You can listen to the album free. Dropkick Murphys are on the Conan site. Which is uh, I forget the name of his site. Cone Daddy Coco Net Coco Puff Team Coco Team Coco dot com. Yeah, a lot of oh, by the way, a lot of good that Team Coco did, didn't it? Really kept you on fucking NBC. <laughs> yeah, I'm signed and sealed in blood. Dropkick Murphys just saw them live about two weeks ago or three weeks ago now at this point. Jerry Barker, you're making your picks. You would not bet your sexuality on it. You're catching a plane tomorrow, right? Yes. Yes. What time? Early, I, I don't know, I think yeah, mid-morning, just, something like that. Just like in my dream, plane goes down <laughs> mid-morning <laughs> over in New York sky. Actually, are you not leaving from Jersey? Are you not leaving for Newark? I am. Fuck. That, that's that's... Camp. <sighs> do, 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 do. Oh, boy. Not the rest of the dream workout. Oh, it was after that. I just went out and had fun. Oh. Know, so, I mean, <laughs> I, good for you. life is for the living. Yeah, I don't absolutely. hold on to regret. Um, Fez, thank you for grabbing the stick today. My eyes are still burning. And I'm honestly, I'm thinking about leaving here and going to the hospital. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just go. Go to the One time we uh, went into somebody's backyard and just dove into their pool, but they had just shocked it with chlorine and their <laughs> eyes fucking burned like shit. <laughs> like we didn't know. We were, um, yeah, yesterday. Uh, that's how I feel today. I'm pretty sure a brain tumor is leaning against my octave they, nerves. You should definitely get to a fucking hospital and I don't do that. an MRI. What I was thinking about doing was going to a church and just trying to wash my face in holy water until I felt better. That would do it. That would idea. probably do it. Hospital's a better idea. Earl, what was your movie of the year? Um, my movie of the year was Moonrise Kingdom. Good call. It was an absolutely delightful movie. I think, it, really I, think delightful. It's his, I think it's his best film. And you're saying you're not gay. You're saying like that. It was a delightful movie. No, I'm cold. Tendencies. <laughs> yeah. tendencies. It made me want to fucking put Look, balls in each of my hands. I got fucking a goddamn great blasting me in the face with air. All right? I'm not. I'm fine. Uh, Fez, before we leave, you've been. By the way, you've been very good with Jerry here. Mm-hmm. You didn't get back into it. As a matter of fact, you lit an Earl for no apparent reason that I could see. But is before we leave, is there anything you'd like to say to Jerry Barker? That I'm willing to accept his apology if he wants to put it out there. You know, uh, he apologizes. I, yeah, I, I apologize, and I yeah. apologize to him. Yeah, so absolutely. That's all about you. You ended it short and sweet. You kept it from going. That's nice. It's all done. You didn't drag it off into a storyline. You kept it like a hot potato. And I love you for that. No one wants a whole Uh, hot potato. You still coughing over there? You still gagging? I'm all right. You look a little bloated today. Everything okay? No, it's an end stage of the cold. That's all. Nothing major. End stage is the... Does this change any of your picks, Fez? Oh, no. No. Mm. I stand by all of my picks. So the way that you made the picks was just based on the way you actually feel. And not anti-jar. Classy. That's good. Uh, Hicks, where are you watching the games at? 
You going down to Florida with? Uh, I'm catching the fucking flight with Jerry. We're partying. No. Excessive celebration. That Just fucking the parties is probably only last like two or three fucking miles. Well, it'll be a good party. Yeah, for that, right? You love the party, Hardy, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get pissed, <laughs> you know me, pissed drunk. Some of these parties start at ten o'clock. I'm like, that's past my bedtime. Airport bar. Well, Mike uh, was our big winner. That's huge. I hope he fucking takes care of those kids because they're the ones who won. Come by on, walking man. around with a deer head, <laughs> just carrying it around, having a great time. Awesome Everybody picture. tried to reach us by phone today. Sorry, the phone's blowing. It's a Friday, and there's nothing we can do about it. Actually, they even did try to do it. Yep, it got fucked. Fezzy, also, you grabbing the stick today gave me more of a chance to fucking feel free in here. I really did enjoy that. I I felt like the hicks of the show today. You know? Party time. Yeah, where I could just look, get open, hit a fucking three. Boom. Maybe come up with a fucking junk rebound and put it right back up again. And the next thing, we're looking up and look, girl, I got 31. Shit. Holy shit, I never expected. Do I, you know how many assists I have? None. Because I ain't getting rid of the ball. Once you get it to me, go down to a bound. Because it's going up. <laughs> it's fucking Carmelo style. Son. Yeah, I've never had an assist in my life. I refuse. I'm looking forward to football this weekend. I am. It's going to be the shit. Yeah. I've decided, because of my eyes, I already checked in with my pharmacy. I'm going to be enjoying the entire weekend uh, with a soaked ether rag. Oh, that that can't be good. That's just going to pass you out. You're not even going to fucking watch huh. the games. So? I'll be all fucked up on ether. But you just said you want to watch some fucking, ba- fucking football. I'd rather do ether. <laughs> I mean, now that we're being honest with each other, it's the wild card. I'm much, yeah, I know. <laughs> and when I come out of this thing after my headache clears up, I'll find out who won. And the divisional round's much better, anyway. Typically, that's, historically, to me, yeah. that's my favorite fucking. Week absolutely, of the year. absolutely. Not this weekend. Next weekend. It's next always, week. I'm sorry, Fuzzy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's uh, always sorry. fun to see Atlanta go out in their first playoff game of the season. Uh, for me. I'm picking the Falcons now. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Uh, hey, you in your face, son. Uh, that's it. The music is starting. Earl, it's so great to have you fucking in here. Seriously. Yeah, it's good to be back with you guys. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh well, Fez opened the show by saying you. He hates when people say that at this late date. Pisses him off. But let me just say this. Um, friends with the gay. The black, the Jew, the addicted, What's and up? the homophobic. And in the case of Pips, the just on the wrong side of luck and God. <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid. I, I never saw anybody as young as him. That is a snake, but is that fucker. It's one thing after another. Or just one bad thing that just it's never stops. Bombs. Just like being in fucking cold rain. Can I plug well, something? Yeah, please do, Earl. And you never have to wait till the end of the show. You can, uh, show, you can come in and plug in. Um, Monday, January 21st at the Highline Ballroom, uh, the Black Rock Coalition proudly presents Million Man Mosh 2, featuring Living Color, 24-7 Spies, Burnt Sugar, and Nona Hendrix, a bunch of special guests. All the money is going towards um, the Legal Defense Fund for Donovan Drayton. What did Donovan do, Earl? 
Um, he, you know, he got he got arrested on some really bogus charges, but they're still holding him up. He got uh, he got acquitted on the major charges because they figured out he wasn't even there, but they're still holding it. They're still keeping him tied up in legal stuff. So you know, Ronnie Drayton's a really good friend of all of ours, and um, you know, it's his kid. So we're doing everything we can. That's really nice. It's on uh, Monday, January twenty first at the Highland Ballroom, and tickets are on sale now. I'd love to go, but you know, it's gonna be a hot show. Anyway, people are gonna. I mean, yeah, am I gonna they gonna jump on me? No, it's called the Django Man March, and fucking <laughs> Whitey's getting lit the fuck up. No, I don't want anybody. You see how fucking progressive I am, and I don't want to be fucking in there with the the fucking mayor of Candyland. No, I'm not like that at all. <laughs> I'm like the other cool fucking. I'm like the cool German guy riding around with a tooth on his fucking on his wagon. Get that out. Let everybody know that. Yes, absolutely. You, you, and anyone else are completely welcome. All right. It's gonna be a I great might trip. be coming, but I'm bringing some racist guys with me. <laughs> I hope that doesn't fuck things up for everybody. Because it ain't going to be me. But they're really bad skinheads. Oh, boy. Yeah, they're looking for shit. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, Monday, uh, we will either have a lot of money to bet on Notre Dame oh, yeah. or be out of money and need to win it back on Notre Dame. So Monday, we're betting big. You can't get out of it. Fuck yeah. See you guys back in here on Monday. Keep up, up to date on the iBang with us. And that's the end of my show. Donk.